the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages, and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Well, it's a hump day. But it's a really special hump day. Today is Happy Valentine's Day. And guys, if you got a wife, a significant other, girlfriend, you know, best friend uh, forever, benefits, whatever, make sure you get them a card at least and wish them a very happy Valentine's Day. And if you're hoping to go out and eat tonight and you haven't made a reservation, good luck. You ever been out on Valentine's Day, uh, Russ, and forgot to make a reservation? Nope. Made plenty of reservations because I used to work in the business. Okay, so you know what I'm saying here. Getting into most restaurants, if you don't have a, reser- a reservation, is going to be tough tonight. You know, if, now you, you're going to get into McDonald's, okay, or Burger King. But if you try, <laughs> you want to go to, you know, Steakhouse or Outback or one of those kind of, you know, medium nice place to really nice place, you better have a reservation. Now, I don't know. Maybe uh, Outback doesn't make reservations. Do they make reservations? I don't know if they do or not, to be honest with you. I don't know if they do, to be honest. Well, maybe somebody call us and tell us. A two three oh nine six five. Uh but uh on a night like tonight, I would think that they would make reservations. I I mean, honestly, because they're gonna be packed out. Yeah. Every steakhouse is gonna be packed out. Tonight. Every decent restaurant, you know, T G A I F and all the rest of them. Chili's, you name it. They're going to have a bunch of people, and there's going to be a line waiting to get in, just the way that it works on this special day that comes, of course, once a year during February on the 14th. Uh, I don't understand why they just don't move the celebration to the next day, which is my birthday, and, and have it on my birthday. I mean, that would be a double special day. then. Tomorrow's your birthday? It is. I'm sorry, I forgot. And and you know what I'm doing tomorrow. I told you, tomorrow, I had to take a sick day. I'm getting two teeth pulled. Happy birthday, Dave. (laughs) They're going to yank yank a couple of teeth out of my mouth. That's a great way. 8.50 in the morning. What a great way to get your day underway. You know, numb up your mouth and drill through the top of your tooth, get to the bridge of the tooth, crack it, and then use a nut pick to pull it out. Thank you. I appreciate you <laughs> passing that along to me. I mean, dude, I had I had kidney stone surgery last Thursday. Now, did they did they do they go all the way up into your kidney with a laser? Is that what they do? 
Yeah, scoped all the way up into the kidney Woo. and uh, drop a la- pull a laser out and start playing asteroids. <laughs> Did they For go- those of you millennials who don't know what asteroids is, <laughs> it was one of the first video games. You're basically a small triangle out in the middle of space with large rocks flying around, and you sit there and you shoot at them and hope that the uh, fragments don't come off and knock you dead. What's going what on? What are you in- seeing? Something's going on in Parkland, Florida. Uh, majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, service 3,200 students, grade 9 through 12. Yeah, shooting. Oh, they had a shooting there today. Yeah. So everybody's out of the out of the uh, the school, and it happened. It looks like on a corner, paramedics are there right now uh, working on some students. They're getting them up on gurneys and getting them to the ambulances right now. Not good. Not good. So we had a shooting uh, last night at Maybelline. Did you see that? Here Where? in Maybelline. Maybelline plant. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I think it were two people that were shot, maybe killed, in fact. Sounds like, uh, you know, workplace violence. You know, it's amazing to me that people are like this anymore. Used to not be like this. You know, people would get upset with each other and maybe somebody got punched in the nose once in a while, just once in a while, not very often, but we didn't pull guns out and just shoot each other willy nilly. I just, I just don't get it. It was fisticuffs back then. I mean, and the best man kept standing as far as who, uh, who got the better of, of the fisticuffs when it came down to it. I mean, yeah, plenty of parking lot brawls when I was growing up. Yeah, but I don't understand, man. I'm. I mean, look, when I was in in high school, kids had their hunting rifles and their rifles or whatever. If they said they were hunting, maybe they weren't hunting, but they they hung it up in a rack in the back of their their pickup trucks and stuff. Now, this is not not in Arkansas where I went to high school. I went to high school in Highland, Indiana, which is about 30 miles outside of Chicago. And people didn't start shooting each other. It's like you said, you know, meet me in the back of the school and we'll settle this mano a mano, you know, or, you know, woman to woman. Now, here in Little Rock, we didn't have that. We didn't we weren't seeing guns in the in the windows of pickup trucks as much as they would in in the smaller towns around. You go to uh, you go to Stuttgart. Sure. You're going to see shotguns and, and probably rifles at times and most definitely shotguns down in in Stuttgart because that's duck hunting country. You go to smaller towns, you go up in, in northeast Arkansas, Bono and Bay and schools like that. Up, uh, I, I'm trying to think of all the places up there, uh, Rector. You go to places like that, you're going to see kids with, yeah, back in the day when when I was growing up. Where, Did you ever see them bring it into the school and start shooting people? Never. Absolutely they not. They weren't stupid enough to do that. They were taught. A long time ago, number one, you're going to pull a knife, use it. Number two, you got a gun, you never point it at a human being. Unless you intend to use it on that person. Absolutely. That's what my dad always taught uh, me and my brothers. You know, uh, it's not a toy. It's, It's not something you play with. If you've got to pull it out and you have to, you, you think you're going to have to use it, then you pull it out. Otherwise, you leave it where it's at. You just don't don't bother it, and you typically settle things with your fists, just as we were talking about. You know, 
You didn't go into the principal. The principal, if you were protecting yourself, if it was self-defense, uh, you didn't get in trouble. The person who started the fight is the person who got in trouble. Now that everybody gets in trouble, probably even the spectators get in trouble. I don't know, but, uh, I, I don't get where society has taken the left turn that it's taken. I understand, uh, there's a problem with, you know, the family in America today, a lot of anger in the family of America today. And, uh, but, uh, the whole thing, you know, people say, well, kids don't want to put up with the bullying anymore. Bullying has been going, has gone on since, uh, Cain and Abel folks. There was bullying from the very beginning, basically. I'm glad you went back that far because I was just going to say I, it was going on when I was a kid. But yeah, I just went on when I was a kid. I mean, every I have been bullied. I didn't like it. I when I think about it now, it still ticks me off. I can tell you the kid who did it. His name was Alan Greenwood. He was much taller than every other kid in the sixth grade. Uh, you know, he's one of those kids that you. That, that hung around in school that was already growing a full beard by sixth grade and, uh, you know, had uh, big old muscles and was a big dude. And it finally ended when I hit him with a board. I, I went home one day and I told my dad about it and he said, pick up a branch, pick up whatever you need, get yourself an equalizer. He's picking on kids because he knows he's bigger than you are. I mean, this kid looked like, uh, you know, a, a lucky charm uh, adult. That's what he reminded me of. And he'd whoop your butt. Well, he never he never bothered me again. And then finally his uh, parents moved uh, a couple of years later, and I didn't have to deal with the kid ever again. Thank goodness. Didn't have to do that. All right. We got, yeah, let's go to some special uh, reporting about what's going on in Florida. Here's Grinnell Scott and Fox News. School lockdown is ongoing at this point, and uh, we are uh, monitoring uh, exactly what is going on. Here's what we know at this point. A shooting at uh, uh, a school in Florida, uh, and uh, we are uh, watching as uh, m- many of the students are being brought out, hands in the air as uh, tactical teams sit outside the school. Uh, we understand from the state of Florida that this has been declared a level three incident. That is a mass casualty incident. What that means is uh, that it is uh, uh, possibly anywhere from 20 to 50 people injured. That does not necessarily mean that number has been injured, but the police and officials on the scene are handling it in that form and fashion. Fox News Radio's Eben Brown is in Florida. Eben, tell us what you know. You are closer to the scene than we are up here. What do you know at this point? Uh, Gurnall, the shooting is at uh, Mary Stoneman Douglas High School, and and by all accounts now, we can call this a shooting. There has been a massive and very rapid SWAT team response to the college campus. Uh, this school is located in Parkland, Florida. It's in the uh, sort of the northern end of Broward County, uh, where uh, the uh, 
uh, where if anyone knows the Florida geography, it's where the Sawgrass Expressway approaches 441. Uh, but it, it is a, sub- a suburb of Fort Lauderdale, uh, a, a fairly large school, I believe. And we have been watching scenes of students being either marched away from the school with their hands up, which is uh, uh, usual for these types of situations to make sure police can keep an eye on them. Uh, but we also see lots of students who have been running from the school. Now, I've been listening to scanner, police scanner traffic, and I can tell you that these police officers are still in the building. They are going door to door. In one case, the dispatcher contacted one of the SWAT teams saying a student is calling from inside a classroom, saying someone is knocking on the door, saying they're police. Are you guys outside this room? And the, 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 the SWAT team inside said, yes, this is us. They need to open the door so we can get in and help them. Uh, this is a very real and very changing situation as time uh, progresses here. And in many cases, it could be a race against the clock. Uh, the shooter is still considered to be at large. We don't know who the shooter is, uh, what uh, for what purpose they're doing this. Uh, that'll be determined later. But police are still very present and very active at this high school, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in uh, in Broward County, Florida. Fox News Radio's Evan Brown keeping an eye on the situation. Uh, we do understand that the White House uh, has been alerted to this situation. And again, we are monitoring from several angles uh, from what uh, uh, the Fox News channel is covering. Also, our Fox News affiliate WSVN in Miami is also uh, they are on top of this situation as well. We are monitoring all of that and going to bring you all the latest information. As a matter of fact, what we are going to do right now is uh, take you to uh, WSVN, uh, the Fox affiliate in Miami, for the uh, uh, latest on uh, what is going on as they are covering it live. Hey, it's just that, Joe. But I mean, no, it's not. How did you get out of the school safely? We took the uh, the back route across the back across Westway, single file line through the woods and. Each school is like sector zone. We're all assigned, assigned to like a certain zone, so we all walk off there. Are you high school students? Yes, okay. high school students. And usually in the zone, you go there and line up, but then uh, we got pushed off bus blades and we kept going past bus blades, so we knew something was wrong by that. And what are they telling students now? Because it seems like a little chaotic at this point, which yeah. is understandable considering circumstances. But what, yeah. what, are, what are school administrators telling you guys? They're not telling us much. They're not telling us that they don't. They really know for sure. But some administrators uh, don't know at all the ones that I've asked. And they're just trying to get focused on getting every student out of class. But they spoke with your parents. They know you're okay. Yeah, my parents are already here. And they rushed over here. Even um, my coaches from, like, Cardinal Gibbons, like, all in Fort Lauderdale were texting me. They already knew right away. And, um, yes, that's how, yeah, I'm glad you're safe. Okay. And, and Brandon, stand by for me uh, one moment as we continue to watch these live pictures from Seven Sky Force. And we have seen these large groupings of students. Uh, come out of that building right there on the campus of Marjorie Stoneman. Uh, we saw one group running out, a couple of others uh, walking out with their hands up as police. A number of departments try to clear those students one by one and clear this scene. Uh, but Coral Springs police tweeting out a few moments ago for people who are inside the building following this situation. They want people, faculty and staff and students to remain in place until police uh, can clear the building. Well, we're getting another tweet just a few moments ago uh, here into the newsplex, and this is from apparently a student inside the building. Uh, That student saying, quote, the school is not totally evacuated. I'm locked in my classroom, 
and I heard shouting right outside a few minutes ago. So that just gives you an idea, uh, that dialogue right there, that tweet, that this is still a very active and fluid situation uh, unfolding right we now. We are yeah. continuing to monitor this situation as you hear from our uh, affiliate uh, WSVN. Uh, this is a an active and ever-changing situation as, uh, as we are watching uh, the video coming from uh, Florida, students being led out of uh, the uh, uh, Mary Stoneman Douglas uh, High School with hands up uh, as uh, tactical teams sit around the school uh, waiting to see what kind of move they will need to make uh, as this is still a very active situation. Let's uh, bring in a- an expert to tell us uh, what uh, we can possibly expect in this situation. Catherine Smith-Torres is a security and crime prevention expert uh, and uh, has uh, loads of experience as a police officer, 20 years uh, of experience in police uh, work, and has trained schools in how to deal with these kinds of uh, situations. Catherine, first of all, thank you for joining us on very short notice. Uh, I'm guessing you are sort of following this as it, it, it comes along. What are some of the things that you are seeing or noticing at this point uh, about uh, this situation as it plays out? Well, it appears that law enforcement are doing exactly as these plans require um, the first steps when there's an active shooter is everyone locks down. And as soon as law enforcement can determine 100% for sure that the shooter is not in certain areas and they have enough manpower, they evacuate the students from those areas. And the other areas where the shooter may still be, um, those students have to stay in a lockdown position. And according to what I'm hearing from news, um, that's exactly what's happening. Um, There are going to be students in a neighboring classroom or in a hallway where they feel like the shooter is. And, of course, we said we heard that one of the students heard shouting outside their door. So it could be law enforcement trying to shout to get them to um, come out and drop their weapons or whatever. So those students are not going to be able to be evacuated, and it's safe for them to stay in their lockdown position. Um, they shouldn't be making phone calls because, you know, their voices, the noise could travel, and a shooter may hear them in there. But at least right now, law enforcement are there trying to um, handle the situation to bring it to a close. Uh, uh, as students are getting as far away from the scene as they can, the ones that that they were able to get you are trained you are trained in this situation you have trained schools in in these kinds of uh scenarios uh, when you talk about uh, the the silence that probably needs to be in that school so that a, a possible shooter is not aware that is something that is a major focus when you when you train schools how to deal with this kind of thing yes and and it's the most difficult for the oldest students Um, We could get the younger children much quieter because we had methods that we taught the the teachers and the students for how to stay quiet, even though they may be fearful. It it was just certain things that can cause children to be very calm during the lockdown. Um, With um, older students who are free thinking, um, they always feel the, the urge to call family members, let them know they're okay, or to call others. And um, sometimes those voices may carry, and it may give away the rest of the the group where someone's life could be in danger. So I understand their 
their desire to want to let parents know or someone know that they're still in there. But um, following a plan is, is usually critical that everybody come out safely. Catherine Smith-Torres, a, a security uh, expert, uh, is with us. Stand by, Catherine. We're going to come back to you in just a, a little bit. But what we want to do right now is uh, head uh, to uh, our friends at the Fox News Channel for uh, their coverage as they are continuing to follow this developing story. In others, they are not because they do not at this point in time uh, have the culprit for this in custody. That effort continues. And it's been a few minutes since we checked in with Ralph. Ralph, we had a, a brief description of who this active shooter may be. Ralph is Ralph Rayburn up in the chopper. Let's listen. Coming in that he was on the second floor. Um, can you kind of brief us on that? What do you, any new information you know on that? Phone? Yes. Uh, the, the most recent thing that I can tell you is that they have identified someone. We're not going to put the person's name out on the air at this time because we want to get it corroborated uh, but but they have uh, identified the person of interest uh, who is a student who was in class today earlier and uh, they they're trying to make contact now they they have his home address they know where he works um, and they're uh, putting together all this information now as they continue to go through uh, classroom after classroom of this three-story uh, standalone building here on the north side of the property at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. We now have our third SWAT vehicle that has uh, arrived out here on the scene. We watched as uh, the end, those interviews were being conducted earlier, and, uh, and uh, the reporters were reporting there that uh, we saw at least 100 students, some 100 students come out of that building uh, with their arms raised and are now in safe haven uh, off the property. Uh, there are school buses that they are... They, hold on one second. There, there, are, there are school buses that are uh, just off the property. Uh, students are being assigned to certain buses, and everyone is going to be checked before anybody leaves the premises uh, the, uh, as far as this investigation goes to, to, to uh, get any more amplifying information as to exactly where this person of interest may be, whether he's still on the property or whether he was able to get outside of the school property before the perimeter was set up here. So again, the school on lockdown, at least 20 people injured. We know that at least one person was shot. We haven't gotten any other confirmations. Uh, Broward County put out a mass casualty incident, a level three. A level three means that there are at least 20 to 20, 22, I believe, uh, people injured. They have notified all the area hospitals all around in this area and uh, down a little bit down to the south and actually up into West Palm, uh, finding out who has beds available and who can, uh, who can take patients and treat patients uh, so that it's done very uh, quickly and efficiently. So that's the latest information we have for you. We're going to go off mic here for a couple of minutes and then we'll get back with you again. Ralph Rayburn in the chopper above the scene with new information to all of us that they believe they know who the culprit is. They believe they know who the shooter is. According to Ralph Rayburn, who's, I, I know him well and he's very well plugged in with local authorities there, he's being told that the authorities know where he lives, that they're searching for him. They don't know if the shooter is still on campus or has left the campus before the perimeter was set up. They've called in authorities from hither and yon and have notified the hospitals to the north and south of them that this is a mass casualty incident. The sheriff's office telling Fox News that 20 to 50 people have been injured. These are live pictures coming to us. Craig Stevens on the anchor desk in South Florida. Let's listen to their local coverage. Uh, you see in school facilities uh, for active shooter situations. So it, 
we know that there are protocols in place. Uh, we can only hope that they're being implemented effectively today to maximize the safety of everybody uh, inside that complex, uh, those especially who are still uh, on lockdown inside that complex. I think, Matt, you said a little while ago we have a picture uh, from inside the school building. Uh, this might have been a student uh, in a classroom this day and age where everybody is outfitted with a smartphone if for no other reason to keep in touch with their mom and dad. Uh, this is a chilling scene. It's, it's a shot from the floor of a classroom uh, from the point of view perhaps of under a desk uh, while this got underway. And having covered these stories before, you know, we've talked to teachers, faculty and staff on the flip side of these uh, school shootings, and they go through training, faculty does, to, and students do as well, uh, working hand-in-hand -hand with faculty to learn what to do in the classroom when a situation like this starts to unfold. If the active shooter is not in the classroom, they're taught to barricade that door uh, that leads out into, local, into the hallway. Uh, of schools, so you can only imagine that these students and these teachers are tapping into what they have learned uh, from training that they have gained, uh, you know, throughout these active shootings and those discussions. So, Vanessa Medina uh, on the ground. I believe Vanessa, you're in the Walmart Supercenter parking lot, which is not far away from the high school. No, we're less than a half a mile from the school. We have okay. Sebastian out here who heard the gunshot. Sebastian, what did you hear? Just we are shots. listening to uh, live coverage of the uh, shooting at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in uh, uh, Parkland, Florida, uh, where we are still monitoring the situation, a shooter still at large. We are continuing our live coverage right now as this is Fox News Radio. Else, then everyone just started running towards the, uh, the canal. And you started running with people around you? Yes. Is it, how scary is what's going on? I mean, I'm not, I wasn't scared until now. Yeah. Tell it to that guy. This is a fluid situation. There, uh, there's a lot of hearsay uh, going on. They believe that they know who the shooter is. These, they're going back and forth again with a lot of hearsay. But we're also hearing we had one mom run across us and tell us that one teacher uh, protecting the the students may have passed. But again, this is. A fluid situation. You can see police out here, and uh, they are trying to um, make sure that the students that are coming out of the school are, of course, safe. We have Coral Springs Police out here, Fort Lauderdale, VSO. We have got so many agencies from uh, Dade and Broward out here. Uh, just uh, they, we've seen several SWAT teams go in with full active gear on. Again, students coming out, uh, telling us. They do know who this student is. Uh, another student just came out. You'll have to excuse me saying that a teacher possibly could have passed. But again, this is all information that's coming out. And uh, just like anything, it's a fluid uh, um, situation. And we have not confirmed any of this information. So if you're a parent and you're watching this, um, and hopefully you can get on the phone with your child and uh, confirm some of this information. But there are students who have come out, and uh, they're OK. Ralph is above, of course, grabbing all the pictures from above us. But this is out here on Holmberg and Coral Ridge Drive. We, we've, we've just gotten word that police have notified all area hospitals all around this school that they should all expect to, to receive students. Uh, our, we work with a number of stations there. 
Uh, As we uh, continue to uh, monitor this situation, you are hearing Shepard Smith uh, as part of our Fox News coverage of this uh, situation at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School in uh, Parkland, Florida. As you're hearing uh, Shepard Smith say, uh, many students are being taken to all area hospitals and uh, they are continuing their search for this shooter uh, as uh, the police, uh, as the Coral Springs, uh, Springs Police Department saying in a tweet just a few moments ago, police are working an active shooter scene and uh, that uh, if you are in touch with your student, you ask that they remain calm and barricaded until police come to their room to rescue them. Uh, I want to bring back in Catherine Smith-Torres, a security expert who has trained schools in dealing with these kinds of situations. Catherine, thank you for for staying with us through this uh, and to shepherd us through uh, what we are seeing and hearing about here. And and again, what the the Coral Springs Police Department just said, uh, if you're in touch with your student and many students, as you heard in uh, our coverage just now, may want to, and as you mentioned earlier, may want to place a call to their parents saying, I'm okay, but then again, there is that possibility if the shooter is still in the area, letting them know where the students are. This is a, a very, as you heard many times saying, uh, the reporters say, a, a very a very fluid situation as police try to get a handle on exactly where the shooter is and where the students are so they can safely escort them out of the building. Right. And, you know, if the children, if the child's cell phone is on silent, I would suggest instead texting them and say, please only text back so that I don't have to talk. That would be better. Um, But I understand a parent's need to know something so their lines aren't flooded. But something that that police are trying to do right now is, number one, determine if the actor is still inside the school. And the best possibility is if they have a canine or if they have a robot where they could send it in because they can't get the rest of the kids out until they get the shooters out. They, they can't even deal with injured that may be in the way until the shooter is dealt with. So that's what they're focusing on right now is when they find that shooter, then the rest of the, of the cleanup and, and restoration can begin to take place. As uh, we are continuing to uh, watch the... Uh, this situation play out down in Florida, again, at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Uh, And we are understanding from our uh, affiliate WSVN in Miami that a person of interest now has been identified. Of course, a name has not been put out there yet. want to bring back in Fox News Radio's Eben Brown. And and Eben, you're hearing that as well, that uh, uh, the police are saying they have an idea of who this shooter could possibly be. Uh, when they say they have a person of, of interest identified, it means it's someone that they certainly want to get into contact with and speak to uh, to make sure that it is or is not a suspect. Uh, but it is someone, if anything, uh, it's a lead. Uh, and that is something that will be pursued, uh, hopefully, uh, to end this situation. Uh, the first thing in, in these types of situations is that you want to bring a peaceful resolution, if possible, or put an end to the threat for sure. Uh, it's one thing to identify someone, but if that person uh, that you think is a, a active shooter, someone who is armed, someone who is attacking a specific target, in this case a school, uh, you need to end that situation, hopefully as most uh, as most peacefully as you can. But we're watching another situation now where there are students running 
uh, away from the school. This may be older tape, uh, so we don't want to say it's a it's another incident, uh, but it certainly is quite scary. Uh, we are also keeping a listen to the scanner. Uh, where you do hear the crosstalk between the SWAT teams and their dispatchers uh, and their commanders set up at the local command post, uh, where they are going door to door through floor to floor and on the building, uh, the school building and other parts of the campus, trying to search for whoever it may be that they need to find. Uh, as you've been mentioning, this is a level three incident. That means mass casualty. We've heard reports of 20 or so or more injuries. Uh, exactly what extent those injuries are, we don't know. We have seen pictures of students being put on gurneys and being brought into uh, ambulances and taken off. We are told that all area hospitals, and there are many within a good 10, 15 miles of this school, uh, are, are expecting to receive students in some form or another. Uh, this situation is far from over. Uh, and uh, for those who are wondering where we are talking about, this is Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, in Broward County, Florida, the town of Parkland. It is very close to Coral Springs in the western part of Broward County, not too far from the border of the Everglades. The school itself is very close to the Sawgrass Expressway uh, and its off-ramp with University Boulevard. Uh, this is uh, far west of, uh, um, not far west, but west of Fort Lauderdale uh, in an area that is normally quite peaceful. It's quite a happy suburb. Uh, and people normally just go about living their lives and very family-oriented. Fox News Radio's Evan Brown joining us, giving us a, a, a look and a glimpse of what we are seeing, and we are seeing a video of uh, students running, uh, actually running from the scene. And again, we don't know how, uh, and we're, we're seeing this as uh, labeled as live coverage. So as we are bringing this to you, these things are happening I do want to bring back in uh, Catherine Smith-Torres. Uh, if what we are seeing is indeed what is happening, students running from the school, and Eben brought this point out of how tactical uh, SWAT teams and authorities on the scene have to be in this case because they do not know if this uh, uh, shooter or whoever is in the school and they are going room to room, door to door, trying to, to, to methodically assess if the threat is still within that building and that is the proper procedure here yes um they even have to go to the cafeteria and the closets i mean they literally have to search every single place to make sure that that the shooter is not still in there hiding somewhere um it, it's a very very difficult task and it takes quite a bit of time Thank you, Catherine. Uh, the, we understand now the FBI is on the scene and uh, the FBI is now a part of uh, this investigation and this um, uh, this situation down in uh, uh, Parkland, Florida, Broward County, Florida, as Eben told us at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, uh, where a mass casualty incident has been uh, has been declared. Uh, that means uh, as uh, uh, at least 20 people considered to be injured, uh, but we are not sure of those exact numbers right now. But we have heard that all area hospitals are on alert 
for anyone who may have been injured. Let's take you back now to the Fox News Channel for our continuing coverage. I, I can't infer anything by it. I just kind of, uh, I'm doing the echo here where if I hear something and I hear it again, okay, can corroborate it a little bit or, or see some visual evidence of it, then we go ahead and uh, that's how we, we do the reporting. I can't take any more out of it than uh, they, they believe that they have identified a person of interest and uh, they know that person's name, they know the person's residence, they know where the person works, and they're working now to uh, establish exactly his whereabouts at this hour. All right, Ralph, uh, we'll, we'll let you get uh, back to what you need to do, and we'll check back in as you provide these live pictures of uh, a number of young people, students, uh, who have been uh, allowed to leave that facility. Again, the, where they had been in the uh, Building 800, I guess it is, Ralph mentioned, uh, they've secured that section of it, so as they do that, they... Forgive the interruption, Craig Stevens and the team in South Florida. We've just gotten word from the police chief uh, the fire chief, I should say there locally, the fire chief has told the Miami Herald newspaper that at least one person has been killed. We know that, uh, that at least more than 20 and less than 50 have been injured. That's as specific as they have been. And the gunman, at last report from police and authorities, is still missing. Craig Stevens continues. For some of these law enforcement officers, we are Coral Ridge Drive and Holmberg Road, so one of the main interest, uh, entrances into this high school, into the, into the multiple schools that are located here in Parkland. And Brad, let's pop off the tripod and we can just show them exactly uh, what we're seeing. You're here checking on a, on a student, I, I can my, imagine. My daughter. You're checking on your daughter. Were you able to make contact with, is she a high school student, a middle schooler? She's a sophomore at Douglas. And when did you first, did she reach out to you that there was She been... texted me and told me there's an active shooter. Please call 911. And you obviously did that and then raced to the school. I did that and 911 had heard already. And they gave me instructions what to tell her as far as keep the phone off, phone vibrator, stay, you know, stay low, make sure the door's locked. Is she out of the school? Have you been she able to... She just walked out. She texted me after about a 25-minute sort of gap of silence. Which was... And then now our, our own crews have just spoken with this student. Let's listen. Soft. All right, and what's your name? Spell your first and last name for me. Megan Hill, M-E-G-H-I-N, Hill, H-I-L-L. -L. And how old are you? I'm 17. Seen and our producer uh, speaking to a student there. Let's listen. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Your dad? I'm her dad, yeah. What'd you, what'd you think when you got the call or when you heard the news? I got a text message and thought it was a joke. You know, the kids can play jokes sometimes, but and then I could tell right away that it turned serious. And she sent me videos of her crying on the floor, and I saw pictures. They sent me of the people that were shot in the hallway and dead, um, and it just felt helpless. Nothing I could do. I tried to get her as quick. Again, we do not have confirmed reports of multiple people dead. The, the sheriff's office, I should say the fire department, has told the Miami Herald that there is at least one fatality. Beyond that, we have nothing except 20 to 50 people injured. Local coverage on the ground near the school. Let's listen. Close to, um, uh, to the public. You can see across the street, that's going to be to the, to the west. Uh, a large gathering of students that have already cleared, family members, heavy law enforcement presence uh, as well. And as, as we hear from, from Ralph, kind of where I'm getting a lot of my details, uh, besides what we're learning here on the ground and, and from Craig in the studio, you know, talking about a situation where there, the possibility of this is a shooter's not yet been found. And I think that lends to the uh, what we're seeing here of, of, as far as the, the police cars m continuing to be so mobile. They pick up and move in a, a group of six or eight and just uh, as fast as they can 
move out either a northbound or, or a southbound direction. Uh, and and obviously we're speculating at this point, and, um, but probably checking out these uh, various locations of, of where this uh, suspect all right, we are continuing right, to our, our so continue. We are continuing our coverage of uh, this uh, shooting incident at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School in Parkland, Florida, Broward County, Florida, where uh, we are hearing, and as you heard Shepard Smith mention, there is a fire department report to the Miami Herald that at least one person may have been killed, but we have not heard confirmation of that uh, ourselves yet, but uh, the Shepard Smith reporting that. Uh, uh, we also uh, are hearing via uh, scanner reports uh, that, uh, that a suspect has been detained. Now, uh, again, all of this is coming in fast and furious as we continue to watch uh, as... Uh, uh, as uh, authorities and SWAT teams and tactical units descend on this school, going door to door, trying to figure out exactly what happened and what led to this. Let's take you back to Fox News Radio's Eben Brown. Eben, what are you hearing at this point? Well, I'm hearing what you just uh, told everyone. We've been listening to the scanner. They have been talking about a suspect. Uh, they had mentioned a name earlier as a, a person that they were looking for. Uh, the same name was just mentioned again. We won't repeat it here because we don't have confirmation of the identity yet. But they, the person that they were looking for is now, in the words of police, on the scanner, detained. Uh, that, if in a best-case scenario, if this person is the gunman, uh, it could mean that the situation would now be under control and that some degree of safety and calm could be restored. That is, if that is the, the fact. Again, we are hearing the words suspect detained and a certain name being spoken. Um, but still, we do not have an all-clear. Remember, this is a very fluid situation, a very dangerous situation, and a very large situation. This is not a small one-room schoolhouse. This is a rather large suburban high school with a lot of students who have been evacuated. Uh, some are trying to be uh, reunited with family uh, or otherwise uh, transported out. We have uh, word that at least 20 people have been injured. They are being taken to, uh, being taken to uh, area hospitals. Uh, many hospitals in the area have been told to expect students. Uh, and uh, we do know, uh, or we have uh, been observing anyway, that uh, the local fire chief has told the Miami Herald newspaper that there is one person who is dead. Uh, we are still waiting to hear more from police, and certainly everyone is on edge to hear whether or not uh, the situation has been brought under control by the detention of this person of interest uh, who uh, they have been talking about on the scanner. Fox News Radio's Evan Brown uh, in uh, Florida uh, talking uh, with us about this incident. We understand now Governor Rick Scott traveling to Broward County right now to be briefed by emergency management officials and law enforcement. And uh, immediately upon learning of this shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Governor Scott spoke with uh, President Trump, law enforcement, school officials and the Department of Homeland Security. The government is continuing. The governor is continuing to be briefed on this situation and the security uh, and uh, as this incident evolves uh, additional details regarding the governor's schedule will be made available and if the governor has any comments we will of course bring those to you as uh, that situation uh, continues to develop let's take you back to the fox news channel for uh, continuing coverage students that's the word they used dismissing students so whether the the, the lockdown uh, shelter in place order remain, remains in place. Uh, the school system is now saying that they're dismissing students. 
this gunman, according to the authorities, has not yet been located. Uh, we, we don't know whether the gunman is still on campus or has left the campus, but the locals are trying to figure that out, as are the police. WSVN7's coverage continues. Officers driving uh, this way, closing streets off on the other side of Holmberg and Coral Ridge Drive, uh, within a mile of this school, has been cornered off there. They do have a perimeter, and they're not allowing anyone in or out of this area school, as they try the to get this. The perimeter is expanding. We've just gotten word from the governor of the state of Florida, Rick Scott, that he's just spoken with the president and the White House about this shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County in South Florida. The governor says, my thoughts and prayers are with the students, their families, and the entire community. We'll continue to receive briefing from law enforcement and issue updates. Again, that just in from the governor of the state of Florida, as all eyes are on Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, and authorities are searching for a person of interest who may have been a student in the classroom, in the, inside the classroom earlier in the day, the reporter in the chopper for WSVN, Ralph Rayburn, says that the police have said they've identified the room where this all began, in other words, where the shooting started, and a teacher who was in that classroom has been taken to a nearby area for debriefing by police. That's the latest as we have it. The search continues. Let's listen unless it is an emergency. So again, they are still dealing with this and, and you know, handling this as an active shooter situation there on the campus of Marjorie Stoneman. Uh, Ralph Rayburn and Seven Sky Force. Ralph, uh, what's the latest information that you have on this scene? Ralph, can you hear us? We just uh, had your pictures a couple of minutes ago that uh, seemed to... All right, we, we might have lost him for a second there. We'll get back. It looks like there was a lot of movement uh, among law enforcement uh, into one of the buildings there. So we'll try to get uh, connected with Ralph just as soon as we can uh, in a couple of minutes there. Um, All right, I got to punch oh, it in here because I don't know where that okay. is. Okay, Ralph, you're back up. All right, sorry. Just for folks at home, you, you might hear some, some crossing over of, of, of different folks talking at the same time. You might hear, uh, for example, Brandon Barr. You might hear Ralph. It's, it's, it's sort of the technology that we work with, so uh, we'll apologize. It's, you don't have to adjust anything where you are. Uh, it's just at times you're going to hear a few people at the same time uh, talking as we try to bring you this uh, as it unfolds. And here you can see these uh, pictures from Seven Sky Force earlier today when they were treating victims who were being brought out uh, from the high school campus. This was the very early stages of this active shooter situation. There you can see uh, fire rescue tending to a victim there at that street corner. Uh, at first we had heard that there were five uh, people injured in this, one transported, one gunshot wound to the leg. Then that number was increased to more than 20 victims in this shooting situation on this high school campus. Uh, so again, still very fluid and those numbers will be changing throughout the afternoon as we get more information uh, from these local departments. I, I hasten to even use numbers and yeah. I, I've unfortunately had a lot of practice with this over the years, saying that whatever numbers we use now may not be what we end up talking about later on in the day, but as Jeff mentioned, those are the numbers we have from law enforcement at this point in time. Uh, I think we have Brandon Beyer and he has uh, someone else uh, there just outside the school. Brandon? Well, Craig, uh, mom just uh, just arrived here on the scene. Gina Delatore, I know you've spoken with a couple. You have two children Correct. at this high school, and, and one of you're telling me a daughter you have is uh, is still in a classroom right now. Right? I have two boys. I have one son who's a junior. He's in the classroom. He just said they moved him to another, and my other son is a senior, and he is safe in the bank. What? What? Have your sons been able to tell you up to this point? Um, 
they said that they know who the child is. His name was Nicholas. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going I'm to stop you there oh. from using his name. Or, okay. let, let the authorities say that. But oh, I, I, I want to interrupt their coverage for just a moment to let you know that a city commissioner there in, in South Florida has just told another of our affiliated stations, WPLG, which is the ABC station in South Florida and our network news service affiliate, the Coral Springs City Commissioner Dan Daly has told our local station that the suspect is now in custody. He says he was notified about that about 20 minutes ago, but we do not have that officially from the Broward County Sheriff's Office. We do have this. The President of the United States has just tweeted on this matter. President Trump says, and I quote, my prayers and condolences to the families of the victims of the terrible Florida shooting. No child, teacher, or anyone else should ever feel unsafe in an American school. There are live pictures coming into us from WSVN's Chopper, which is up above the scene. This is right off uh, Pine Island Road, uh, I, I believe it is, in the town of Parkland. And this is above the school. And let, let's, let's, let's listen in to WSVN. And, and our hearts go out to that mom, and we hope for the best for her and her family. But we want to get to something else here. Ralph Rayburn above another scene connected to this case. Ralph, where are you at right now? Oh, here's what we're hearing, guys. This is a 11735 Northwest 47th Drive. This is about uh, three-quarters of a mile, uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe about a mile and a half from the scene. Right now, we've got a number of police officers out here. Uh, they have the suspect that they were looking for in custody here. They believe they do. Uh, they have a couple of witnesses. They're going to be bringing them by over here and they'll do what they call a little drive-by they'll look at the they'll let the uh, uh, witnesses take a look at the person of interest and uh, but he's uh, the clothing description that we gave out earlier this person was wearing those th that clothing and they believe that this person uh, had been online earlier uh, today and last night uh, looking at a couple of websites uh, possibly ones that uh, indicate uh, how you could build a bomb and uh, we're getting uh, confirm, confirming that information. But right now, uh, Coral Springs Police, along with other agencies, are out here. Uh, again, our address is 11735 Northwest 47th Drive. Uh, I'm going to bring the camera back. And uh, we are continuing our coverage of this uh, very harrowing situation in uh, Broward County, Florida. Uh, in the city of Parkland at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. A little information about the school. There are more than 3,200 students at that school. Uh, so it's a very large high school, about 50 miles northwest of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and uh, and, and uh, the the number of students and the uh, the number of possible casualties uh, makes this a very uh, a very dangerous situation as authorities uh, continue to canvas this scene uh, to find out exactly like that. And we heard uh, Shepard Smith earlier talk about a tweet from the President of the United States uh, saying that his thoughts and, and condolences go out to the family saying no child or teacher should ever be a, a victim. And I'm paraphrasing here, uh, no child or any victim should uh, or any teachers should be a victim of this kind of violence in a school. So uh, the president is aware, uh, of course, a, a White House briefing is scheduled for four o'clock. The president is, as you know, with that tweet that we uh, uh, just paraphrase there, is aware of this situation and is monitoring this situation. And of course, we'll keep you up to date on anything that may come out of there about this. Uh, and uh, let's take you to another guest as we continue our 
uh, monitoring of this situation. Dr. Alex Del Carmen is a security expert. He uh, uh, has worked with police officers in these kinds of situations. I want to get to him really quickly. Uh, as you have been following this, sir, and thank you for joining us, what, what are you seeing? What are what kind of uh, assessment do you have with uh, how this is being handled down in Florida? Good afternoon, and thanks for having me. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families. Uh, essentially, what's going on right now is there, there's, there's an actual multi-layer approach by law enforcement. You've got folks that are actually uh, going through the school, making sure that there are no uh, further suspects or additional suspects and what kind of intel they're, they're able to gather in order to assess the situation better. And then, of course, law enforcement is following up on, on other leads. And so what they're doing so far is pretty much standard operating procedure on a situation like this. But, but keep in mind, this is extremely fluid, and, and there's a great deal of information coming into law enforcement all at the same time, while you have local, state, and also federal agents on site making sure that, that, that everyone is safe, uh, first and foremost. Secondly, that the situation is contained. And thirdly, that all the leads are being followed through. That's uh, Dr. Alex Del Carmen. Um, this is a very, and again, with the size of the high school, 3,200 students, that makes this a very serious situation. Absolutely. And part of their challenge is going to be to make sure that those individuals that are exiting the high school are all either victims or bystanders, meaning that there aren't any other suspects that are going to be mixed in the crowd, so to speak, that they're going to be able to, uh, you know, elude authorities uh, and not be able to catch the, the individuals that are involved in a situation like that. And right now, I'm sure that they don't know if this is just really one person or someone else was aware of it, someone else may have helped them out. And so, so all of that is coming in at the same time, but it is an extremely fluid situation given the size of the school given the, the numbers of points of entry and departure of the school, given where the school is located, it makes it into a very, very difficult situation to manage. That's uh, Dr. Alex Del Carmen. Stay with us, sir. Uh, we will be coming back to you. We are seeing uh, a lot more information come in. Uh, again, we are monitoring this uh, very tense situation at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, where a, a shooter uh, has opened fire on campus. We aren't certain as to how many people have been injured or worse. Uh, we do understand from uh, the uh, Fox News Channel's Peter Ducey, who has talked with uh, Senator Bill Nelson of Florida, uh, that uh, it is his understanding, and again, we want to preface this, that is the senator's understanding from what he is hearing on the ground or from on the folks on the ground in Florida. And this is a quote from uh, Senator Bill Nelson. There are many deaths. We are not certain of that. We have not been given confirmation of that. Of course, we are monitoring this situation. Information continues to come in uh, uh, fast and furious. Let's check in uh, once again with the Fox News Channel as we dip in briefly uh, before uh, we uh, give you, uh, uh, before we try to recap this situation for you. There was a mass casualty incident that was put out um, across uh, Broward and Palm Beach County uh, uh, to notify hospitals that there were going to be a number of uh, injuries and a number of people transported. Uh, they developed information 
uh, very, very quickly through witnesses and through school records of who this person was. Uh, I'm still going to hold off on the name until we get a confirmation, but we do have the name of the person, uh, his, his uh, age and all that information. They had a description of what he was wearing. Uh, they checked surveillance cameras in the buildings and around the area. They uh, were able to determine exactly where he worked uh, and his uh, scheduling. Uh, he was in school today, uh, identified by a teacher uh, at the scene of the initial shooting. And um, uh, with that information, develop, developing that information, they uh, uh, put a, a dragnet out all over this area. Uh, some, uh, I would, I'd estimate that it's probably about a four or five square mile area. And uh, you're watching them right now process this uh, person, the guy in the burgundy shirt that we mentioned, uh, in the and black pants. He was wearing a black hat at the time that the shootings took place, and uh, he is in police custody right now. All uh, right, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, Ralph Redburn, thanks for that. Uh, the, the and uh, we are continuing as this situation still develops in Florida, shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. We will continue our coverage in just a moment. You're listening to Fox News Radio. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing. You, you've known for a long time PI Roofing is the roofing company here in Central Arkansas. They've gone a step further now. They're more than just a roofing company. They also take care of the problems caused by a leak in your roof. Things like interior painting, drywall repair, exterior painting, carpentry work, taking care of the insulation, uh, taking care of the ventilation, all the rest. Uh, now with PI Roofing, Joel Johnson understood uh, to get a lot of those other things done. You had to go to contractors, and many times you need a contractor for painting, a contractor to fix the drywall, a contractor to do some carpentry work. Well, he hired the necessary professional people to work with PI Roofing, and now they have a division of their company that is the home solutions part of PI Roofing, and they can take care of all of that for you. So it is now a one-stop shop. Need your your roof fixed? You go to PI Roofing. You need stuff inside your house fixed because of the leak? Just stay with PI Roofing. It's PI Roofing and Home Solutions, uh, piroofing.com or on Google, PI Roofing. This is a breaking news update live on 96.5 FM, The Answer. All right, let's go back to Fox News and the shooting that occurred at a school in Florida. Let's get the latest. Washington, D.C., uh, of course, uh, the, our affiliate in, uh, in Florida, WSVN, is covering this story uh, from top to bottom. They spoke earlier with a, a witness who described what she saw and what she experienced on the ground there at the uh, uh, the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Let's hear her assessment of what what she saw happened uh, as this situation played out. We heard the fire alarm, and it was supposed to be just a fire drill. We thought it was just another fire drill because we had another one earlier. But as soon as the fire drill got pulled, the fire alarm got pulled, and kids were evacuating, I heard five pops. And I was like, that's not a drill. I was like, and we never did a drill like that. And when we started evacuating towards the back of West Place, towards the middle school, I knew... That was more than a drill because we've never done that. And that is uh, uh, that student's assessment of what what happened earlier today, of course, uh, uh, would have to be a a very, very traumatic situation 
for all the students involved. Again, we don't know uh, the extent of the number of injuries. We don't know the extent of the casualties that uh, may have be involved in this situation. We are waiting for those uh, numbers and that information uh, to come out of uh, this situation. But again, as John Decker mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, the president is scheduled and still scheduled at this point to travel to Florida for an infrastructure event uh, tomorrow, whether that changes and whether uh, this uh, visit to this scene is added tomorrow, we will have to wait and see. Uh, the White House usually makes those designations uh, uh, with a little uh, more lead time uh, than uh, we have right now. Let's go back to the uh, Fox News Channel for uh, continuing coverage of this uh, uh, situation in Florida a bomb on campus. We're saying the police are now checking to make sure that there are no explosives that were also placed on campus. Again, this guy uh, snuck out of the building and, and was in a neighborhood for quite some time. You had some commercial buildings, which were about a mile on the other side of the school, mostly in a residential area. And it's our understanding that he was in this residential area uh, for the, the better part of 45 minutes to an hour before he was apprehended by police. And there's some chatter now that this person of interest might be taken by the sheriffs before he's taken to jail, might be taken to the hospital, maybe he's injured in some capacity. We'll keep checking, find out more about this person of interest who is now about to be transferred from the police to the sheriff's department. So yep. that we're clear, Trace, it's my understanding there is no reason to believe that anybody else was involved. There was but one shooter, right? But one shooter, that's all they're saying. At first, they were, as we've always seen, they, they always go through this checklist. There was uh, reports of a couple of shooters that was knocked down in the early going. Right now, they are working on the premise that there was only one shooter. They believe the school is clear of any shooters, but they are going through looking for any kind of any, uh, anything else that could be a harmful device. Shep. Trace, thanks so much. On the left-hand side of your screen is over by the school, and on the right-hand side is the spot where the police... Uh, brought into custody their, their person of interest. Uh, all of their body language has changed. It appears that this is a, a situation where the authorities are of the mindset that they've gotten their person of interest now to find out exactly what happened at that school. The, the, the official information that we have is somewhere between 20 and 50 people were injured. These are ground pictures coming to us live from WSVN. 20 to 50 people injured. We don't know an exact number. A local fire department chief has told the Miami Herald newspaper, and the Miami Herald is now reporting at least one person has been killed. Since that report, our own Peter Ducey has spoken with the Florida Senator Bill Nelson, who has told him that, quote, many people were killed inside that school, though we've not gotten confirmation from that from anywhere else. Uh, the Senator Nelson says that he received that information from the, from the school board or from a member of the school board. I believe it's the school superintendent. We've just gotten word from Cor Coral Springs police that parents are picking up their schools once released from Douglas High School. And that release is underway now, so you can see that process underway. And one more thing, a senior Department of Justice official, or multiple now tell Fox News, that they are in touch with the FBI and this... The Attorney General Jeff Sessions is being briefed on the Florida shooting situation. As you heard Craig Stevens report from South Florida, the president has tweeted on this matter more than once and has spoken with the governor there, Rick Scott. Now we're waiting for the Broward Sheriff's Office, a public information service, to come forward. In fact, the Broward Sheriff now confirms to Fox News 
The suspect is in custody. The active shooting situation is now officially over. The, they're beginning to evacuate the students from the school, and now we wait to learn from authorities how, how many people have been injured uh, and, and whatever else they can tell us. You can see that the, the Broward Sheriff's chopper is in the air, as is our own local chopper. Let's listen to WSVN coverage now. 12 minutes past 4 p.m. in South Florida saying when uh, when is enough and it's just again it hits it hits home for us uh, down here in South Florida now the question is what happened what was the motive um, we're hearing it was a student we have not confirmed the name or a former student well, again we're trying to get that information one student saying he knew of this student and that student possibly had uh, guns and well, this, this, this is the matter that we've been reporting on and that we are not yet using the, though we have the name, Trace Gallagher gave you the information that we have about this student's background, this student's uh, participation in a in a in a gun chat, uh, and all the rest of that background. But the rest of this speculation, we know that having spent years working with the Broward Sheriff's Office, they are a very modern and well equipped equipped uh, facility or department, and they will come forward with a public information officer to give us information when they can. Uh, this, we have this one picture coming in from WSVN's chopper, and there you go. These police officers from multiple, different, multiple ju jurisdictions, I believe, uh, the green is usually the uniform of the Broward Sheriff's Office, the, the police uniforms are local police, still surrounding this vehicle in which we believe the person of interest is still contained. Uh, I guess we can say suspect now, for the authorities have said that the, that the uh, that the active shooter situation is over, that the suspect is in custody. In other words, uh, they believe at this moment that they have their man. So who is this? Well, our reporting is that this is a student who was in class this morning, in class through the day, and sometime between 2 and 2.30 this afternoon. So within the last couple of hours, this student began shooting. It happened in a classroom. There was a teacher there. We're, we've since been told by Ralph Rayburn, the reporter for WSVN7, uh, that that teacher had been brought out to be interviewed by police, which, you know, to be debriefed by police, to give police what it was that she knew. And that, um, with other, and other discussions, led police to this area that was nearby. If you've been watching, you watched it happen live. And, uh, as the and we are keeping you up to date on the latest on this Florida shooting. You are listening live to Fox News Radio. I'm Grinnell Scott, live in New York. We are continuing our coverage of this uh, shooting incident uh, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in uh, Broward County, Florida, uh, where we are hearing uh, a lot of uh, information coming in at us. And we will check in with uh, uh, Fox News Radio's Edmund Brown in just a moment with uh, what we may have is new information on the status of the shooter in this case. Uh, we will... Uh, we will uh, uh, we will bring uh, Eben to you in just a second, but let's hear first from a, a couple of uh, sources that we have. One uh, is a witness on the scene, a very emotional witness, as uh, we have this uh, 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 coming to us from Fox News. And did it hit anyone in the class? Did they get it? I I was I couldn't really I couldn't really see anything, but I know that kids in my class got hurt. There was blood everywhere. <laughs> and what did you do? I just stayed quiet and just waited for them to tell us to evacuate. And then? And then I ran across the street and ran as far as away from the school. How were you hanging in? We got the call from our child, a whisper, there's been a shooting at the school. 
and you hear that all over the news and you never expect to get that call from your child. So we stayed on the phone with her throughout the whole ordeal and you just pray and hope for the best. That's all you can do is hope for the best and thank God in our scenario it's the best. I know that there were fatalities. There's been fatalities at the school. I can't imagine getting that kind of a phone call. Yeah. I can't believe I got that phone call today. I can't believe I got that phone call today. Thank you very much. And uh, you hear uh, the emotion uh, of this moment uh, as uh, parents uh, are dealing with the emotion of their children who are at the scene of this school and the parents, as you heard that one parent say, getting the call and wondering if their child is safe. Uh, And uh, it's enough to... Uh, uh, bring a tear to the child and the parent's eyes. And and as you heard this parent say, and I don't know her name, but you heard her say uh, it, it turned out well in her instance with her child, but it may not for others. She's saying there there were deaths. We don't know uh, if that is, or how many there have been right now. We hope to find that out for you in short order. Uh, and, uh, and, and as we mentioned that, uh, we told you earlier that uh, the senator from Florida, Bill Nelson, uh, said that he had heard uh, there were many deaths. Here's also what Bill Nelson had to say about this incident earlier today. This is a great tragedy of which uh, our hearts and it better be our prayers are going out to all of these students and to their families. Uh, I've talked to uh, the undersheriff. I've talked to the FBI. Uh, I've talked to the school superintendent, and uh, this is uh, a bad day uh, for a shooting, a big shooting uh, in South Florida. That's uh, Florida Senator Bill Nelson uh, reacting to the news of this shooting uh, at the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School earlier today. Uh, Fox News Radio's Eben Brown is uh, following this from Miami. And Eben, uh, I, I, I know I, I throw this general question at you each time I come to you, and usually you have something new for us to, to share with us. Uh, what do you have? I, I want to listen into the superintendent of Broward Schools. His name is Robert Runcie. Horrible day for us, and um, we got reports of multiple shootings. Can you confirm that? I'm sorry, what's that? There were more than one shooter. Uh, no, at this point, we have no evidence that there's been more than one shooter. Uh, the individual, um, again, we believe is, is appre- has been apprehended. I would leave it to the sheriff to provide you additional details around that. Mr. Runcie. This all a teacher who was dead. Is that confirmed by you, a teacher? Um, I, I believe there's an administrator um, or teacher that, that is involved. There may be more. Um, I can't confirm if that's been one of the fatalities at the moment. Superintendent, this is a day I'm sure every superintendent fears to, and to happen here in, in Broward. Um, it's a day that you pray every day. I get up that we will never have to see. Um, It is in front of us, and I ask the community for your prayers, um, your support uh, for these children and their families. Um, We're going to do whatever we can to come together as a community to pull through this, and we will. And um, again, we're we're doing everything we possibly can. Uh, The students are being uh, evacuated and released at the moment. 
Um, so we're working through that process right now. Are you aware of any indication, any warning, any hint that the students could have been planning? We've received no warning, no indication, but again, there's going to be a thorough investigation. Uh, typically, you see in these situations that there potentially could have been signs out there. I would be speculating at this point if there were, uh, but we don't have, we didn't have any warnings. There weren't any phone calls or threats that we know of that were made. Superintendent, there's so many parents that are afraid, afraid to send their kids to school. What would you tell them out there? Well, what I would say is that we cannot live um, in a world that's built on, on fear. Um, we have to do what we can uh, to make sure that we provide the, the greatest safety measures we can for our kids. Um, but what I'll tell you is that uh, mental health uh, issues in this country are growing and they're a big challenge and it's something that's going to need to certainly be addressed uh, within our school systems as well as in the broader society uh, to ensure that these kind of tragedies don't continue. Um, we've got to be able to um, recognize individuals that are in, in distress, um, that have uh, challenges, and be able to find ways to, to support them. But um, our schools, uh, we do what we can to make sure they're as safe um, as they possibly can be for our children. And um, again, this is a day that we prayed would never be here at Broward County. Uh, but we're dealing with it, and we're going to deal with it as a community. Uh, we'll pull through it, and um, you know my prayers and heartfelt sorrow goes out to uh, the the families um, and this entire uh, community. Those comments about mental health and stress are they speculation on your part, or do you have some information? No, I, I who is responsible, and do you know. Well, all I would say is that other than the you, obvious, other than the obvious, is correct. No, I don't. No sane person that's well is going to go and commit such a, 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 an atrocity. So I would I would say that it is something that we have to deal with. But it's not based on your knowledge. Of it's not based on my knowledge of anything regarding the individual who committed this. But um, I, I know it's a challenge and it's something that we've been certainly trying to deal with um, throughout uh, Broward County and throughout this nation. But you know we're going to have to step up our efforts on that. With the, with someone in custody, so the rest of the students, hundreds of them, are being evacuated right now, right? That's correct. The, 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 yeah, they're clearing buildings out. They're doing it in an orderly manner to make sure that's safe. Um, so, again, there's an uh, enormous presence of law enforcement um, here, and they're assisting in the evacuation process and as West we speak. And Westglades right next door, those the students, school. the middle school, are those st students still inside, or have they been they let go? Uh, they are probably going through an evacuation process as well. Um, we have students we know that are coming from um, some of our uh, middle, middle schools like Nova where that typically may get dropped off here. Uh, we have them being dropped off at another school site and we're notifying uh, parents. On a typical afternoon, what police presence and security presence is on? Um, every high school in this county has um, police presence at the high school. So there were officers on, on the um, school site at all times. Do you know for certain how many or where? Uh, there typically are at least two, um, two cars of law enforcement individuals on, on our campuses on a daily basis. Resource officers, are they called? Or they're called call school resource officers that is correct superintendent was the shooter just contained to that one building do you know did he go into another building um, don't know the path or or exactly how 
um, the the um, shootings occurred. Where so. were you when you got that phone call and your heart had to have dropped? So today has been a day of enormous mountains and valleys. I was leaving Monarch High School where we were giving the teacher of the year keys to a brand new Toyota Camry um, that was that she won from being a teacher of the year in Broward County. We were celebrating our teachers, our schools, and um, got in the car. And as I'm driving back to the office, I start seeing communication and I hear from staff um, that we may have a tragedy. And that's so I literally have come from giving the teacher of the year a car and celebrating our teachers and our, our district to where I am right now. The deadliest school shooting in Broward County ever. That's what it appears to be. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for updating us. There you that's, just heard it from Superintendent Robert Runcie, who is the who is the superintendent of schools in Broward County, Florida, the sixth largest school district in America with 270,000 students, 337 schools and 30,000 employees. One of his schools is in the town of Parkland, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School where the superintendent who walks away now told us in tears just a moment ago of the tragedy he hoped and prayed he would never see. We do not know the number of people who've been killed, but from the looks on the superintendent's face, um, there are a number. And uh, we are continuing to uh, bring you the latest information that we have uh, on uh, this uh very tragic situation at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. What we are understanding in a recent tweet from the Broward County Sheriff's Office uh, and uh, reading here so far, we have at least 14 victims. Victims have been and continue to be transported to Broward Health Medical Center and Broward Health North Hospital. Uh, that from the Broward County Sheriff's uh, Office uh, tweet less than 10 minutes ago, as we understand uh, from that. And you heard uh, Robert Runcie uh, talking about just going about his day, uh, celebrating the teacher of the year uh, in uh, the uh, county of Broward. And uh, uh, we are continuing uh, to uh, see how this day has changed dramatically uh, in uh, the city of Parkland at this very, very large high school uh, 3,200 students uh, fearing for their lives, many of them uh, as a shooter invaded their school, maybe one of their own. We don't know for certain. Uh, the shooter is in custody, we understand, from uh, the uh, Broward County Sheriff's Office. Uh, and uh, that investigation, that side of the investigation is continuing. Uh, and uh, the uh, and we uh, see now as part of our WSVN coverage uh, that the suspect in the school shooter has been taken to a hospital. But as uh, the, uh, the superintendent, uh, Robert Rumsey, said, uh, this apparently the deadliest school shooting in Broward County history. Let's check back in with the Fox News Channel for continuing coverage. About two hours ago, a little more now, uh, with the first calls. All right, we're going to make a break here. We'll come back to this continuing coverage later when there are new developments. Uh, the shooter evidently has been apprehended. Uh, we've heard from the school superintendent. Uh, we understand that there'll be a news conference uh, with law enforcement before long. 
When that happens, we will go to it live. Back with you, and we've broken away from our continuing coverage at Florida. Uh, We are hearing there are 14 fatalities now. Uh, We are waiting for more confirmation on that. We're waiting for a press conference uh, with the uh, local law enforcement in the area. When that happens, we will uh, take that live and give you the latest information so that uh, that you'll have it. Uh, so we're back here at Facebook Live uh, with the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, you can watch uh, me doing the show now and and uh, watch us uh, try to keep up with what's going on in, uh, in Florida and keep up with the other stories uh, that are happening today. This time next week, just as a uh, reminder, Uh, Russ, myself, and Elizabeth will all be in Washington, D.C. We will have arrived. We've been be there for about four hours uh, this time uh, next week. And Carl Kimball will be filling in on the show. And we'll be getting ready to broadcast live next Thursday and Friday from CPAC. And we're already lining up our guests. we got some good guests, Curtis Ellis and others that are going to be joining us, uh, Bob Dane, uh, from, uh, you know, different, uh, talking about, uh, immigration reform and all the other people that are going to be there. A lot of people are going to be stopping by and we'll be visiting with them. Some will, uh, spend a half hour to 45 minutes with us. Some will spend five minutes with us. Depends on what exactly it is they're talking. I'm in contact with the vice president's office and we're trying to work out the logistics uh, to get an interview may not be live on the air. I'm hoping, uh, at the least we'll be able to get a pre-recorded interview, uh, for about 10 minutes with him, uh, when we, uh, uh, while we're there, don't forget about, uh, Sonny's auto salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts, you know, auto recyclers provide jobs and contribute to the economy. Uh, and they do this without government funding. They invest to find more efficient ways to reduce reuse and recycle. They play an important role in keeping Arkansas the natural state. It's a local family owned business providing jobs right here in our community and state. And uh, RD wants you to know that at Sunny's Auto Salvage, whether what you need is big or little, they're hooked up to thousands of other salvage yards all over the United States. And whatever it is you're looking for, as Carl was looking for something for his car yesterday when we were on the air and RD says, well, I can find that for you. And found it in about five minutes off, off an app on his phone. And uh, Carl was a very happy camper. 982-7451. Get that kind of service yourself when you need it. 982-7451. And that's Sonny's Auto Salvage. Again, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. So the, uh, the Democrats have been just jumping up and down uh, over the last uh, few months saying that, you know, they're going to just trounce uh, the Republicans and stomp them into the dirt come November. Well, things are changing. Uh, Republicans overtook Democrats on a generic congressional ballot for the first time since last April. And this new political morning consult poll finds that 39% of voters prefer a Republican candidate to 38% of voters preferring the Democrat candidate. Uncertainty is still high. Uh, 23% of voters still undecided as to who they will support. 
That poll has a margin of error of two points, plus or minus. The Morning Consult political poll also found that Trump's approval rating is now at 47%. The shock poll follows a warning from uh, Democratic Super PAC Priorities USA that Democratic focus on day-to-day news involving the Trump administration is winnowing advantages in the polls. Quote, in the last few weeks, Democrats turned their attention to other issues while Trump has continued to promote his economic policies and the president's numbers have incrementally improved as a result. The group said uh, all of that and gave a very stark warning to the Democrats. Both real clear politics and 538 polling averages observe a nearly 4 or 5% increase in approval rating uh, from and for the president from uh, being at 37% just a few months ago. So he's picked up 10 ticks. A lot of that, I believe, has to do uh, with the tax cut that they got through. And, uh, you know, Senator Paul, or pardon me, Congressman Paul Ryan was uh, talking about the tax reform and said, you know, bottom line, here's the key. This tax, this tax reform it is working. It is absolutely working. Cut one there, Russ. Right before Christmas, when this thing became law, workers started to get word that they were going to get a bonus. They started to get word that maybe they're going to get a raise for the first time in many years. They started to get word that maybe their benefits were, get, were going to improve or maybe a bigger 401k match. In less than eight weeks, we have tracked nearly 350 companies that have handed out bonuses as a result of tax reform. Every day we hear more about this, and we know that there are plenty of other small businesses who are doing the same that are just doing it under the radar, that aren't on CNBC or on television. This adds up to a lot of good news that millions of people can bring home to their families. The list keeps growing by the day. We're very excited about that because this is just only the beginning. Thanks to lower taxes, thanks to tax reform, these lower rates are kicking in. So by the end of this month, 90% of American workers, let me see, by the end of this month, 90% of American workers will see bigger paychecks as a result of tax reform. That is very good news for workers. It's very good news for our economy. So take-home pay is going up. People are keeping more of what they earn in the first place. This momentum is generating more confidence in our economy. According to a new survey, a record number of small business owners say that now is a good time to expand. This is going to drive more jobs. This is going to drive higher wages, better take-home pay, faster economic growth. Look, I know our Democratic colleagues want to dismiss all of this good news. Um, It's kind of interesting to watch them try to do this. But tax reform is working. It is delivering bigger paychecks for hardworking families. It's helping people improve their lives. Remember, this is why we're here. The reason we ask our constituents to send us here to serve them is to improve their lives. And we now know without a shred of doubt So much evidence is in tax reform is working. So those families who are struggling, those families who are pessimistic, those families who are really worried about the next pay period, they're seeing relief. The economy is regaining its confidence. We're seeing more jobs and better paychecks. That's a good thing. That's why we did it. That's why we're excited about seeing tax reform work. All right. So the the congressman, the Speaker of the House, being very, very uh, positive, very, very aggressive in talking about that. And pointing out that, you know, for instance, the minority leader, Nancy Pelosi, has said, this is all about crumbs. 
they're giving these people crumbs. Now, let me tell you what. When the previous administration, because of their policies, everybody was basically starving on what they were making. You know, crumbs are better than nothing. I personally believe that it's more than crumbs, but that's, you know, how they want to uh, wor- uh, word it. And they dismiss great news for an American working family. Also, uh, Senator Cory Gardner talked about this, and uh, he wants everybody to understand what's going on. And he's got now this uh, whole uh, uh, bill that he's working on, American Crumb Act or something or other, and I'm sure we may get him to talk about that. This is cut number two. Gardner. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you, uh, Director Mulvaney, for your time and testimony today and your service to the country. Uh, I agree with my colleague, uh, Senator Whitehouse, about the need for budget reform and a process that's been in place uh, since the uh, 1970s. Uh, it's worked two, three times. Uh, uh, my gosh, uh, this is a disaster uh, that's unfolding in the American people, and we've got to find a reform that can actually uh, hold, stick, and work for the American people. But I want to talk about something that is working, and that's the tax cut bill. Um, and I think today uh, some more crumbs were announced uh, for the American people. Uh, $1,500 in bonuses for a de- from a developer uh, in Maryland, MetLife increasing minimum wages, uh, bonuses, uh, benefit packages around the country are increasing. Uh, and I think this is important to talk about. Uh, the fact that people are earning more dollars, their wages are going up, benefit packages are increasing. Um, I think our colleague from Vermont talked about utility rates. We've seen now people reducing, we've seen utilities reducing their utility rates because of the tax cut bill. Uh, Director Mulvaney, what happens when people earn more money uh, from a revenue standpoint? Uh, It goes up. In fact, that's exactly what our projections have shown. uh, Senator Whitehouse has stepped out, but one of the things he mentioned was to look at the revenues. um, And one of the beneficial impacts of the tax bill is that the revenues are actually up um, on our projections versus the CBO baseline. In fact, in 2027, we expect that the government will take in almost $350 billion more. Well, surely these are just crumbs. These are just crumbs, right? Uh, I've often wondered if, if, if $1,000 would be a crumb if it came in the form of a government check. There you go. Mulvaney, right on button there. I mean, if they were sending $1,000 to each person and, and uh, that was paying taxes uh, in the, uh, you know, from their taxes from the government, if they were getting $1,000, and it was coming because of a Democrat uh, administration. You think Pelosi would stand in front of the microphone and say, yeah, we're just sending you crumbs. I, I don't think that would be uh, the case at all. Uh, when we come back, uh, you know, I never think Joy Bear can go any lower. I, uh, I, I, I never, you know, think that she can go any lower, but she has definitely gone lower. And I'm going to tell you, but I got to tell you first, about Lucas. I got to talk about what David Lucas is doing because, you know, knowing how to claim your social security is really, really important. We heard Carl Kimball talk about going to one of uh, David Lucas's uh, informational uh, meetings about social security, you pay $18. You go to the meeting. The next, uh, the next two will be on March 29th and 30th. You show up, you're going to get a workbook. You're going to work through that workbook. You have a lot of answers when you leave the meeting about how to claim your social security. You know, it's pretty straightforward for a lot of people, but it's not so straightforward for a whole lot of people. And if you don't do it right, it can literally cost you tens of thousands of dollars in lost benefits. 
you know, that those lost benefits are over the lifetime of the money you you'd be getting. I mean, if you live another 20 or 25 years after you start taking social security, if you were losing a couple of thousand uh, dollars uh, a year and uh, you know, you live 15 years after you get your social security, you're talking, you know, 30 grand. That's a lot of money. $30,000 is nothing to sneeze up. Now maybe Pelosi would say it's crumbs, but I don't, I don't view that as crumbs. So uh, you need to go to one of these, uh, especially if you're getting close to uh, claiming your Social Security benefits. Again, they're March 29th and 30th. Uh, it's $18. You get the workbook. Uh, all you have to do is call 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690, and you will secure your seat. Now I'm going to suggest you do this very quickly because if you do not, you're going to find yourself uh, left out in the cold. 17 different uh, informational social security benefits uh, meetings that they had last year, all of them sold out and uh, people were left out when, before it was all said and done. So call now, take care of it. 501-653-6690. All right, so let's go back. Let's talk about Joe Bear, uh, Joy Bear and The View. Um, I'm going to say that if you're a person of faith and you watch The View, you shouldn't be watching them. You just should not be watching them. Uh, they they attack Christianity um, time and time and time again, and they've been they've been attacking Mike Pence and his uh, his faith uh, constantly. Uh, I've got uh, a cut that we've got from uh, Salem that they sent to us. Did you get that uh, today with Joy Bear? Okay, so let's let's play that. Take a listen to this. <laughs> we would be begging for days of Trump back if Pence became president. That's all I'm saying. He's extreme. I'm Christian. I love Jesus. But he thinks Jesus tells him to say things. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I say that. I think what was interesting is that she said that um, Jesus tells Mike Pence things to say. Um, when was she around I mean, Mike Pence, though? Well, because obviously she was around because she, she knows more, uh, a lot more than I think that, that we all know about Mike Pence. But I, what I do know about Mike Pence is I went to law school in Indiana. He is a hated figure there, actually. He's not very popular at all. And I think when you have a Mike Pence that now sort of puts this religious veneer on things and calls people values voters, I think we're in a dangerous situation. Look, I'm Catholic. I, I'm a faithful person but i don't know that i want my vice president um you well, know speaking in tongues and having jesus right. speak like to i said right. before i don't know if i want it's that. one thing to talk to jesus it's another thing when jesus talks to you exactly okay well that's different If I'm not correct, but no, I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> voices. You know, Joy, as a, as, as, a, as a Christian, that's just part part for the course. You talk to Jesus, Jesus talks back. What concerns me is how long is the conversation? But Jesus with is Jesus. telling him to say things. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. You know, if you if you talking to you know, because I talk, Wait, I Jerry, ask Jesus Jerry, for a parking space. Can he talk? Can, my question is, can he talk to Mary Magdalene without his wife in the room? <laughs> I don't know. I'm wow. Uh, that's all I can say. It's just wow. I mean, can you say mock? That that's mocking somebody's faith. Now, if you're a person who's in uh, uh, a charismatic church and uh, you speak in tongues, 
They just they just took a shot at you. Uh, if you speak to G, if you're a person of faith, if you're a Christ follower, and in your prayer life, and you're you're praying and you feel like you get a word from from Jesus, did you, did you hear what Joy Bear said? That was that was equivalent to mental illness. Mental illness. I mean, if she wanted to. Uh, literally mock uh, a, a large percentage of the uh, of Americans. She sure did. Now that's the echo chamber that those people live in. They and don't and don't sit there and go, "Well, I'm Catholic. I'm a person of faith. How are you a person of faith? You go to church. You do you show up every Sunday for mass? I'm going to take a bold step here and say, I bet it's been a while." if not a long while since Bear has gone to Mass on any given Sunday. Or how about a tenant of the faith of, uh, you know, going and uh, and sitting down and talking to the priest and, and confessing to them? When's the last time you did that, Joy? What's, what's your idea of, of, of faith? I think there's a God. Hey, guess what, Joy? Satan thinks there's a God. In fact, Satan knows there's a God. So, I mean, you're, you're setting the bar pretty low, if you ask me. Were we able to uh, get that piece with uh, Vice President Pence that I sent you? Were we able to get that uh, where he was talking about uh, them talking about faith being like mental illness? I don't know if you got that or not. We didn't get it? Okay. Anyway, Vice President Pence answered to this and said that people of faith all over the country would be um, you know, irritated with this for the simple reason that they equate it Christian faith. They equate it believing and being a Christ follower to having a mental illness. Just sad. I mean, really, really sad. And and if you're if you're a person of faith, if you're a Christ follower, I would never turn that show on ever again. Never would I ever turn it back on off because you know, what they're dealing is not in fictitious things. They're dealing specifically in what they say is the reality of, of uh, what Christian faith is all about. Unbelievable. Really is just, it's sad. It's really sad. And nobody there from the other side, excuse me, from the other side to, uh, to defend at all. Of course, that doesn't happen on uh, their, their liberal shows at all. But they think they're going to take the House. They think they're going to take the Senate. I think they're going to wake up uh, the day after uh, Election Day in November. And the coffee will be very strong, and it will be very bitter. And uh, they'll be saying, what happened? I, I do believe that that is exactly uh, what's going to happen. All right, we've got uh, just a few moments left here in the 3 o'clock hour. And uh, I got Duck coming in uh, in the next hour to talk cars. Uh, we're not going to be hearing from, uh, uh, from uh, Joe today because Joe is sick, so Joe won't be in uh, today. The International Olympic Committee has ruled 
that the U.S. Olympic goalies Nicole Hensley and Alex Rigsby can keep images of the Statue of Liberty on their uh, helmets after brief dispute. The IOC has a policy that prohibits the depiction of political symbols and uh, viewed the helmets as a possible violation of that rule. The IOC rule stated no item may feature the wording or lyrics from national anthems, motivational words, public political messaging, or slogans related to national identity. After a brief debate, the IOC informed the players that the helmets were acceptable prior to their game against Russia. Hockey goaltenders have been decorating their masks ever since the 70s when uh, Gary Cheevers of the Boston Bruins famously began drawing stitches on his mask whenever it was struck by the puck. Since then, hockey masks have become an art form, a personal expression for the individual wearing it. They're uh, used to complement the team uniform, demonstrate the player's personal values, as well as the team, city, or country they represent. So bottom line, hey, they said it was all right. I mean, isn't it a big thing they played the national anthem for the gold medal winner and they raised their flag? How much more can you be uh, on that? I think that uh, they're going to be getting to maybe a press conference uh, with the uh, the police. We'll have to check into that here uh, and see if that's the case. If it is, we will get to it. Well, are we getting anything from uh, Fox on that uh, for us? We're not. Okay. So when we get it, we'll get it to you. Uh, the sheriff says, uh, I'm looking up here at Fox right now. They're uniting children with parents right now. All right. We got uh, news coming your way. We got more coming your way with the Dave Ellswick Show. We're on Facebook Live right now. Look forward to you joining us. Facebook Live, uh, just facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. Back in a moment. I don't exactly know where. I have Coconut uh, Beach, uh, Coconut Creek police officer. That's unconfirmed right now. There's so much information. I can't. Uh, From what I understand, there was a time uh, where he didn't attend the school. I don't know why he left. I don't know when he left. That is correct. He was not a current student. I I wasn't there, but I I was told that there was no confrontation. He was, can you hear me? He was taken into arrest without incident. Do you have anyone else in custody? I understand. No. Just one. Okay, do you have an age on him? I believe he's approximately 18 years old. Okay, and then at least one dead? Multiple. Multiple, so more than one. And you said the school's not safe right now. There's still children inside. And what have you heard? Well, I don't know. Uh, we believe we believe at this point that all children that we know about are cleared and are outside the building. However, we don't know if there are injured people. We don't know if there are people hiding. We don't know. So uh, we will not begin to uh, release information or begin to open up the crime scene until the SWAT components say the school is safe and clear. When I hear all clear, we'll begin the next phase of this investigation. I have no idea. No injuries, approximately how many? Well, we, I don't know how many injuries there were, but we know 14 people were transported to area hospitals with varying degrees of, of wounds. Uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll wait for the school to be cleared. We'll go on to the next phase. I know this is critically important to release information to Broward County, and we will keep you up to date. But for right now, there's no more information to impart. Sure. So we'll talk about 
He was outside and inside at varying times. He certainly was inside. Thank you. In terms of those that have their families been notified. Scott Israel speaking. All right, we'll come back again. If he has another uh, time that he stands in front of the media, we'll get back to it. Let's get to Fox News and uh, catch up with the rest of the world. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Steven. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. All right. So again, let's bring you up to date on what has happened and transpired since we've gone on the air today. Uh, there was a shooting, uh, in a uh, high school outside of, uh, oh, what, uh, Myrtle, not Myrtle beach, uh, Parkland. Yeah. It was in Parkland, right outside uh, Florida. Of, uh, Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach, yes. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. And Myrtle Beach jumped in my mind, one of my favorite <laughs> places to go to. Yeah, uh, Daytona Beach. I've been there twice, both times I was in college, so it's been a long time. Bottom line, uh, a student uh, who was there at school suddenly uh, produced a firearm or, a, you know, maybe multiple firearms, we don't know, and began shooting. And according to the Broward County Sheriff, uh, who just had a press conference. Uh, there are multiple fatalities. At least uh, there have been 14 people transported uh, to local hospitals. Uh, they've got the person in custody. He's about 18 years old, according to the sheriff. And uh, that's about all the information that they have at this time. We uh, We had continuing live coverage uh, for you for quite some time sorry and about that that's okay the duck's phone is is quacking like a duck over there yep but the bo- bottom line is is that uh all the new information uh is is done right now now it's going to be waiting for them to collect the information about what did why did the shooter do what he did he looked like he was injured uh, they they had pictures of him being put into a, a a squad car, and then they brought him out of the squad car, put him on a gurney, and put him in an ambulance, and were taking him evidently to a hospital to be treated. So uh, we'll just have to wait to find out exactly uh, what went down for them and and get that uh, that uh, all taken care of. It's so just if, amazing. If, yeah, if there's anything new, is what I'm trying. I'm working up to. If anything new happens, and it's breaking news. Russ is following it over in the studio, and we'll break and bring you the uh, the latest. Uh, we expect another <coughs> another uh, press conference sometime this afternoon. I don't know if it'll be during the you know, or into the evening, whether it happened during the time I'm on, I'm on the air or not. But keep it right here. 
By the way, being on uh, that Facebook Live that we do, that's facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show, you know, we were broadcasting uh, the radio show, and then on Facebook Live, uh, we had Fox News running as well, so you could keep up with it wherever you were at and uh, whatever device that you were watching or listening on. And uh, we'll do that on all kinds of breaking news situations and uh, expect that. Keep this in mind during the springtime when bad weather happens. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on as far as bad weather is concerned also. But, you know, Duck, you were saying before we went on the air, he, something that Russ and I were talking about right after uh, 2 o'clock when, before they went to the live coverage, we were talking about when we went to school, you, you know, there were guns that were brought to school by school, uh, by school students. We had them hanging in the back window. Yeah, this was yeah, on your pickup or your, you know, had them in your car, maybe just sitting in the back seat. And, and the bottom line is nobody. No. I'm just saying nobody would have thought about going out, picking up a gun, and taking no. it into school and starting shooting people. No, because we was waiting on school to get out so we can go down to the river and shoot whatever we want to shoot. Yeah. You know, you know, there was always plunking. four or five uh-huh. of us, you know, because, you know, you'd go buy a box of 22 bullets at 100 in it. You could buy them for four, three or four dollars a box and have a lot of fun. And you could wear them out down there. Well, especially we had old single shot 22, so, you know, you couldn't get in a hurry shooting them. But it's just, it is amazing, though, that for whatever reason, uh, a, a group of young people today want to settle things with firearms instead well, of su- settling them, well, you know, back in our day, it was with fists. And another thing, too, Dave, is they see so many of this, they play these video games, and that's all that I, that that I had, see. That's, that's true. Is shooting one another and blowing one another up. And, you know, when they see that, what, you know, they think, hey, now those guys got back up yeah you know they don't don't even bother them you know most time they they don't have no idea what they're even doing you know they're just pulling the trigger and and you know the worst part about it is these parents is that's got to go and check on their kids and you know possibility you know they could be dead or something yeah, i mean terrible. that would be a hard pill to swallow you know uh, you know losing a kid you know for sickness or something is one thing but losing one because someone shot it i mean uh, i yeah, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying. I Here's the key. Every parent feels their children will always outlive them. Yes. And to have them die before you die, you'll carry that for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, that's what my mom always told me. She said, you know, I've buried three of my kids and I don't want to bury them no more. Wow. She actually wind up burying four of them, you know, four of my brothers and sisters. That's hard. But, uh, you know, but Dave, I come from a family of 10. Yeah, but still, yeah, it is 40% hard. of your children. It is hard. I mean, it's, it's hard, but, uh, you know, you just, as my mom always told me that the good Lord won't put on you no more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometime about my mom because my sister had breast cancer and she basically took care of her for about seven, eight, nine months, day in, day out, you know because she didn't have a husband or nothing and she had a daughter that was 12 years old so my mom my dad and and all my brothers and my sisters you know they they all fell in and you know took care of her and you know until she passed away then i you know but uh cancer runs heavily in my family so believe it or not dave i get a mammogram every year yeah i can't believe that (laughs) no that's not um that's not one out of every 2500 men 
come in the in the United States come down with breast cancer. Yeah, you got to make sure you're not one. You're not that one. I do get one. Um, the first time I got it, I thought this is you know, but this is crazy, right? Well, my sister, they all go to one doctor. Still go to one doctor, mm-hmm. and that's what the doctor told us. You know, he, they do the mammogram over here, and they send it to him, and he looks at it. Because he said he knows what to look for due to our situation, and so he keeps it up. He keeps up with it, so you know it's it's great. Yeah, good. In All fact, right. I had mine here about three weeks ago. Well, let's remind everybody: Joe's not here because Joe's no, sick. So he's got he's puny today. Does he think he's got what his workers have had for the last few weeks? Um, he didn't tell me, but he was had a runny nose and snot slinging and coughing and sneezing <laughs> and. Said he, said he felt like a truck had run over him. Yeah, well, that, that sounds like he's got what the other guys had. And I told him a couple of weeks back as everybody was getting sick, I said, you realize it's only a matter of time. Well, this is the first week I've had a full crew. Wow. The flu has been terrible. Well, last week, Ashley, which is my daughter-in-law, she runs the office. She had to have emergency gallbladder surgery. Right. Monday, so that takes Russell away from me. And then, so I, I called my wife and I said, you need to come to the shop. I said, somebody got to answer his telephones. Well, she got to the shop and answered one phone and the phone. And the phones went on the, on the fritz. On they you. died <laughs> and pretty well all week without any phones and, you know, trying to work without phones. And I finally got one line to work and I transferred it over to my cell phone, but it was, it, it was a trying week is what you're saying. It was, um, and you got through it. Me and AT&T, we had a a few little discussions. <laughs> I got you have, have you had any more since the last time you were on? No. Uh, it's, it's, it, I got, um, it, I left here, went to the shop and I thought, well, do I really want to even go look? So I did. And, I, and they all work, but my fax line didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then you called that guy that I called gave you the number. In, he told me what to do, and I found what he he had didn't get it all plugged all the way up on the last line. Oh, so okay. Plug Russell snapped it in, line lit up, and it's it's worked. It's clearer now, Dave, than it ever has been. Oh, good. He took good care of you. He though. did. He he told me he said you before I leave to, here, just had to get you know you had, had to, you to, had to wade through the weeds to get to the clean water. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and, and this is a strange part though, Dave. I'm arguing with this lady about my telephones. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to sell me direct TV. <laughs> she's telling me, you just think about your customers. <laughs> they ask, and, and I already got direct TV in the shop. So I said, ma'am, I already have direct TV. I want my telephones repaired. And she called me a while ago, still trying to sell me direct TV. Amazing. I said, what do you not, you know, I, I can't fix stupid. I kind of blew up a while ago. My wife told me I ought to be ashamed of myself, but guess what? You I can't am. fix stupid i'm not ashamed of myself because you know so dave me and joe went to the car show meeting monday monday night okay and it's gonna be on the <clears throat> june what june the, hold on i think it's the first weekend in the june, first weekend it? in june is when it is hold on a minute i'll give you the correct date it's gonna be on the second of june okay in conway right we're at the expo last year. yep uh, rain or shine because we're be inside we'll be inside if it's 900 degrees outside they're gonna turn their conditioner on for us there you got if it's that. cold outside like it was last year raining and cold they're gonna turn the heat on for us but we have enough to 
room to park probably 160 cars time we do the inside and outside um but uh uh they're they're in the process of getting everything rolled up and getting new uh uh you know signs and everything made and he said uh jerry and all of them said they would have it all done here in a few days and but it's going to be on there and we're going to have all the same classifications we had last year you know the rat rods and the, right right you know we had some pretty neat looking rat that rods. one that uh, went over uh, very well yeah but uh we asked that y'all come on down all the money we raise is going to where dave to ronald mcdonald house exactly and if you've never been to ronald mcdonald house what do they need to do dave they need to they go. Need go over to uh, you know Children's Hospital right behind it and have a take and, a visit to Ronald McDonald's house. And go into the new building and you will be amazed at what they can do with so little. Absolutely. I mean they. And another thing too, I Dave, I didn't know this, and until the lady from Ronald McDonald House told me, you know, when you go through McDonald's, they got the little box there at the window. Mm-hmm. I figured McDonald's all the mcdonald's had you know they just went pulled the money out no no they send their own people around mcdonald's from, from, can't touch from it McDo- from the ronald mcdonald house houses. they can't touch it and hey i used to never would put money in because i thought you know this ain't a very good deal because somebody's gonna get it and walk off with it mm-hmm. i do now when i go through there and if i got 20 or 30 or 40 cent worth of change back to them put it in a box uh and they appreciate it they appreciate us and they appreciate everything we don't give them a ton of money every year, but we do give them what we can because everything that we, you know, like the entry fee and stuff like that. Yeah, well, the entry, it's not like we charge $1,000 to get in the car show. It costs you, what, 10 bucks? Uh, they're planning on raising it this year. 15 Everybody else has went to 20 so that's what they're planning on We're going to $20. Yeah. Okay. It's what we discussed the other day. But $20, all the $20 goes straight to Ronald McDonald. Yeah. It don't come to none of us. And we don't get Doesn't no share go to out bumper of, to bumper. Just like Dave, Dave's there. He, you know, but uh, we'd appreciate if y'all would come out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And see us, you know. And uh, we had a lot of people show up, even though you know one of our special guests was Noah. Yeah. I mean, we had so much rain. Noah showed up. Yeah. And uh, and we still had eighty-eight cars. Yeah, and we we had several thousand people stop by. Oh yeah, yeah. And if it if it would have been clearer that day. Oh man. You know, we'd, we'd been covered we'd, up. We'd have been busting at the seams, but we got room outside. You know, you may not get inside if you come too late, but the judge is going to be the same from 7 to 10. You know, you can register. Then after 10 o'clock, they're going to start judging. And before 2 o'clock, we'll have you out of there and going home if everything goes well. Um, you know, but we need you to come on down and see us. Yeah, you'll be having a good time. And remember, all the money goes to help the good folks <laughs> at Ronald McDonald House. And we're going to keep telling you about it. Now, Bumper to Bumper is also working another car show that's coming up at the end of March, correct? March the 31st. Okay. It's going to be at uh, uh, Plasky Votech out at the county line. It's 13,000 I-30. Uh, it's going to be a car show. It's going to be uh, – got to get this a little bigger, Dave. What? <laughs> i got to get this a little bit bigger so I can read it. It's need, National Street need, Rod Association. You make that bigger or you need to get thicker glasses? Nah, this need to make it bigger. <laughs> it's National Street Rod Association uh, Inspection Day activity. Going Judges going to start at 10 o'clock. The registration is going to be, um, well, start, you start entering at, at, 10, at 7 o'clock and then they're going to quit at 10 o'clock and, you know, basically do and the same judging. thing. 
Uh, trophies will be awarded to the first, second, and third place in each category. The best to show first place winner will receive $50 gift certificate to bumper to bumper. Best to show will receive a hundred dollar gift certificate, uh, from bumper to bumper stores registration. Um, okay. So bottom line is here, doc, they, is there a website they can go to that's what I'm and get to all this here, information? Dave. I was trying to see if there's a website here and I don't, I'll tell you what, we'll find out and we'll get it to you. Jerry we, Roter, if you're listening, yeah, when we come back, call me. Yeah, call us or, or text me uh, the website for people to get in touch with. Hey, don't forget about Bumper to Bumper because, hey, look, they work in the community. They do a great job. They work with all the uh, certified service centers, make it possible for them to get the parts they need, quality auto parts. They go into your car, fix your car the way it's supposed to be fixed in a very timely uh, manner. That's what these guys really like them about. Those those. I was over a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, needed uh, a part replaced on my uh, car. It was the blower fan. They ordered it. It was there within 20 minutes. It was in after another 10, and I was out of there. Yeah. They, and that's the way I like it. Yeah, they, 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 you know, they take well good care of me. Uh, I Joe deals straight through bumper to bumper. I deal through an uh, independent jobber, but... I get the same service that Joe's gets. I mean, Dickie and them down there in, in Benton, they take good care of me. You know, can't complain. They're just super folks. Goes through and uh, get get it done. Okay, so when we come back, we'll tell you if there, <laughs> do we have a prize today? Do you have out to people? We do. We'll tell you what that is going to be, give you a chance to win that, and uh, we'll talk further about uh, uh, the car shows that are coming up. If you've got a question, 8230965. Got a car question, 823-0965. It's just Duck today and me. He'll be answering. I'll just be sitting here playing second fiddle to uh, Duck here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Don't forget, you want to know what Duck looks like? Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. We're doing it live on Facebook every day now from 2 to 6. And you can see Duck sitting here, and uh, we even changed. He used to try to hide behind the mic stands, and we yeah, changed, took him down. We changed the mic stands on him. Well, now you can see him really nice and clearly right here on on, on the day. Yeah, now it's wide open. Yeah, you can't you can't hide anymore. We don't have you could sit. I guess you could sit under the counter if you wanted to. Yeah, I could pull it down here and sit on. Well, no, <laughs> if I get down on the floor, you have I to can help tell me get you. Up, Dave. No, let me just tell you what. Russ would be over here in a heartbeat if he saw you moving his microphone. <laughs> I'm just telling Look at him. He's staring at you. He's staring at you. I didn't do it, Russ. <laughs> Dave made He's me do it. You know, man. I see all and know all. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking it all it's, out. It's Dave's fault, Russ. Okay, so we've got another roadside kit. Is that what it is? No, we're going to give away a flashlight. Oh, we got another flashlight. Yeah, and I was trying to find my picture, but I can't find my picture, Dave. Okay, I don't have, I don't have it. It wasn't sent to me. So, where, where are we giving this away from? From Dickies and Benton. Okay, so the is it one of these LED ones? Yes, yeah, like one of them we've been giving away. Yeah. and whatever. Yes, yeah, one of them we've been giving away. I was trying to find my made picture. out of metal. Stick up underneath your hood. Got a magnet on it and everything. Yeah, it does all that great stuff. All right, so let's give that. We'll give it. Hey, when we go to break at the bottom of the hour, for Fox News. We'll have people call then, Russ. That makes things a little bit easier on you. And uh, when when you hear 
the Fox News start. Be the sixth caller. A two three oh nine six five. Yeah, we can't go twelve oh nine six five. No, you you're going Russ, to, Russ you, talks bad to me. Russ will <laughs> Russ will be beating on you after the show if you do that. A two three oh nine six five. Be the sixth caller. When you hear the Fox News sounder, when you're the sixth caller, if you're the sixth caller, you're going to get that flashlight then. All right. Nothing new on the shoe shoot, uh, the the school shooting today. Uh, again, we know there's been multiple fatalities. We know 14 people were taken to the hospital. We know that it was a high school student who was in class earlier today and then produced firearms and opened and opened uh, fire today there in uh, Broward County down in the southern part of uh, of Florida outside of Daytona Beach. So nothing new to report that you have you didn't hear during the live coverage that we did. If we got anything else to get to, we will do that. Don't forget, again, when you hear the Fox News sounder, call 823-0965. That's 823-0965. 0965 and you're going to win one of those great uh lights that um you know you can use that uh uses um you know about 300 lumens or leds you got that i think you get a, a a red light that you can use for you know watch out people i'm on the side of the road that kind of stuff but you got to go to benton to pick it up you got to go to dickie's on 408 watson street all right the break for Fox News, and then we're back with more. All right, back with you. And uh, if you're watching on Facebook right now, Russ and I have been having a great laugh. As, Russ's uh, fault. Because uh, we've been laying. Do not blame me for this. We're leaning, <laughs> we're leaning back. I'm going to lean back here, and I'm going to have Duck lean back, and we're going to do the good old boy look here. You know, it's really making for some good radio there, Dave. <laughs> for you listening that's why you got to go facebook.com slash the Dave Ellswick show. Hey, Lance is our winner of the flashlight there in Jacksonville. Lance, how are you? Hey, Dave, I'm good. How are y'all? We're doing, we're doing really, really well. If you ever get a chance yeah. to watch this on Facebook, do so. You would have seen a very funny picture just a moment ago of us rubbing our bellies. <laughs> I hear you. A couple of, bo- a couple of, of Bubba's doing the, yeah. their best Buddhas right here. That's exactly what was happening. Hey, you're going to like jokers. I'm going to tell you what. You're going to like this flashlight. It is very, very nice. I mean, it is bright, bright. It's probably the brightest flashlight you will ever have owned in your lifetime. Sounds good. Hey, uh, where exactly do I need to pick that thing up? In Benton. You know where Military Road is in Benton? Yes, sir. You know where Parsons Tower Service uh, used to be? It's yes, sir. something. It's his shot. His uh, part store is right straight behind it. It's four zero eight Watson. Four zero eight Watson. Yeah. Watson. And he it. he's got he's got another one there because I checked this morning. You got one of those phones okay. that's smarter than you, like I do. I do. Okay. That's fine. Just take that's your all dri- right. Take your driver license with you when you go, and I'll give the information to Dickie in the morning when I see him. All right. Okay. Thank right. you. Hey, enjoy it, man. Bye bye. Enjoy it. We appreciate you calling in and winning. <laughs> and it was fun because saying you got to listen for the sounder. Yep. And you know for the Fox News and and I know there's a ten second delay, so everybody was waiting and they heard the sounder and then they waited some more because they didn't <laughs> want to be too soon. Man, all the light lines lit up <laughs> finally. You know, but it was uh, it was good. 
By the way, B&M Oil. Talk a little bit about B&M Oil for me. Matter of fact, they brought me oil today. You showed up today, huh? Yep. I called Angel yesterday, and I said, uh, I forgot to check my oil Monday. I used to check it on Monday and call her on Monday, and I walked by it. And, Uh-oh. And it was low. It was down probably to about 30 gallons. And Okay, that's not I, good. I called her and told her, I said, you need to bring me some. So uh, I seen the truck going down the interstate a while ago coming up here, and so... I have oil down there when I get back to the shop. Now, Joe says that even if you're not there, they just walk in, walk back to where he needs she to does. go, and just take care of it. She does. If, if she's in town, she comes by and sees me, but uh, most time I just call her and tell her, or she calls me and say, what do you need? And and they take good care of us, Dave. I mean, it's good oil. It's Haviland. It's Dello. You can't beat their product. I mean, they do a good job. Well, they really have made their product better for a while Haviland was crap yes they and then they got they, serious again they well improved it they made it where it don't gum your motor up no more which these new vehicles they're so good about that's why you can take a motor well look how many miles you got on yours oh yeah 200 look, i just turned 250 34 today the old red Chevrolet truck i used to drive yeah they run parts in it every day back and forth to little rock every day back how, many, and forth. how many miles you got on it yeah they serviced it last week, and I think it had five, five thirty-seven or five forty-seven. There you go, and it still got the original motor and transmission. That's the way I well, I don't have the original transmission, but but mine's a different transmission than yours, and that's it's and that's pickups. a good thing. Yeah, yeah it, it's a four L sixty in it, and and that's why it holds hose up so good. There was a, but when it when it's a four L sixty goes down, it goes whoop, and it's through. I mean, you be running down the road, and that's all of it. I mean, when it when it goes, it's gone. Yeah. But uh, I've got a, a motor sitting there in the floor to go in and a transmission. I'm just trying to get – usually January and February things slow down, but this year it ain't never even checked up. That's good. Ain't, and I, you know, you I, want business like that. Oh, I do. I mean, I ain't griping about it. Just uh, I got a few things I need to catch up on, and, and I'm just had this sandwich stuff in the middle of everything. And then you've had some health problems and <laughs> yeah, some other things. You've had people being sick at the, yeah. the business and – it's yeah, made some, in the last, some tough things. Last three weeks, I've probably uh, the last four weeks we probably hadn't had a full crew until this week. And then I got one off sick today. I wonder. I you should have asked Joe if this was the first week he's had a full crew except for him. I bet he ain't. I'm, you know, I, I mean, he's been fighting it well, for I the talk, last four weeks. I talked weeks. to him Monday night, and I think he had one off Monday, if I'm mistaken. You know, Crip has been sick, and you know, and this stuff going around. They, they was I think like fifteen more died yesterday. Hundred and forty-two. Yeah, total I mean, now. you know, when's the last time we've had flu killing this many people? Back in uh, when we had the the avian flu mm-hmm. outbreak back in the early two thousand. Yep, back two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand three, somewhere along in there, is when it come through. I mean, this this stuff here must be, you know, knock, it is kicking butt. Knock on wood. I hadn't got it, and Lord knows I don't need it. Yeah, I've been trying to stay away from crowds and things like that yep. this year. Here's the problem: next week, I got to get in a in a in an aluminum tube <laughs> and, and go flying. And fly from here to D.C. Well, not Dave. And they that may... happened one time to me, boy, and I got sick one time. They may back. let you ride on the wing, though. <laughs> I think. What do you pass. think, Russ? You think he can ride on the wing? I think I'll pass. A little duct tape. We can get him out there. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, I don't think that you were on that flight. That's when Josh Mesker and a few other people were with us. I I got so ill 
the, you know, the, mm. the bags that they give you, the stewardess came to me <laughs> and brought me one of the plastic bags that they go through and pick up, pick up the papers with, pick and, trash stuff. Up with. and I kept my head in that bag Ooh. the whole time that we flew from DC mm. to Chicago at Midway we landed. Mm. I'm dying. I, I start feeling just a little bit better. And then the secondary wave came in. <laughs> and, and here we uh, go again. Yeah. Well, I went and got some emodium and took that mm. and got on the plane. And the, uh, the lady looked at me that was loading us and she said, sir, he says, you get on first. <laughs> and they put me in a seat. I don't like to sit at the very front because I don't, I mean, you get a little bit more room for your legs, but you have nothing for your carry on. So I got in the second row and I remember putting my leg back and the next thing I knew she was shaking my arm and said, Mr. Ellswick, we're in Little Rock. Wow. I passed out, man. Just that's passed one, that's out. That's one of the things that I just leave me alone. We'll fly him home some that's more. That's what the, yeah. I'll wake up in California. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but no, I, I was, that's the sickest I had been in a long time. So don't want to be that way again. So Dave, I had one of my customers call me today. Yeah. He's got a 2015 Dodge truck. It's a one-ton diesel. Got a 6.7 Cummins in it. Right. Called me. He said, hey, Don. I said, yeah. He said, told me his name. I ain't putting, ain't going to say his name. But he, he said, look, my truck, I got a letter from the Dodge people. They want to sell me extended warranty. And I said, did you buy it new? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, how many miles on it? It's got like 33, 34,000 miles. He said, I said, well, the motor don't go out don't go out until uh it's got five years hundred thousand miles on the motor mm-hmm. and i said you know bumper to bumper goes out at you know thirty six thousand. he said well this extended warranty is is uh thirty seven thirty eight hundred dollars and i told him i said before you buy it read the fine print and tell you make what's them, not covered tell you what's covered and what's, what's prorated and what's it. prorated yeah and he said, what is prorate? And I said, if you got 100,000 miles and your injectors go down, they're going to make you pay every, the 100,000 miles on it. And then they will, uh, you know, pay the rest of it. I deal with them all the time. Joe deals with them all the time. It ain't, ain't just me. You know, and I, uh, I'm a firm believer in it. I don't buy them. And I tell my customers not to buy them. Mm-hmm. I do have some that has bought it. And when we tried to use it, it's a fight. I mean, it's an absolute fight to get them usually i had one here not long ago and it took 14 days to get a set of injectors put in wow they had to send a guy out the guy come out i had to hook it up to the machine i got to show him what's wrong with it the guy that come out he don't even know how to run the machine you know you think if you're gonna send somebody out to look at the machine at least he can understand how he to didn't run have it. a clue yeah he had no idea he took pictures of my of the screen on the on the on the computer and, and send it to somebody send it, yeah send it to some guy this guy's in i think it's it's in denver or winter park somewhere out in, colorado, out in colorado so they had to send another guy over there want me to take him out so he can look at him i said why you want me to take him out so he can look at him you can't tell by looking at the injector uh-huh you know if if i could do that i'd be millionaire <laughs> you know but so they sent a guy over i had to pull him out for him dave and the whole time the customers have to pay me to do all this. They don't pay none of that. You know, but to take the injectors out, yep. you've got to, you know, of course, that, that's a lot of labor. 
Yeah. And so the customer's got to pay that? Customer has to pay me for that. Then they'll turn around. So why around. would you want this insurance? That's exactly what I told him. I told him no. It, but the way it works is, and then they'll go back and say, okay, we you charge the customer, we'll just say six hours, put injectors, you know, to do it. So they'll come back and say, okay, we're going to pay you 2.5 and the customer has to pay the rest. We're going to pay X amount of dollars on the injector and the customer has to pay the rest. And that's why I tell people, read the fine print. There is some out there. There's a company out of Mountain Home, Arkansas. I do work for them. Greatest people you could ever see, Dave. Uh, well, they're from Arkansas. They're they, normal people. They repaired a man's truck here not long ago. I, my guy did it. And I'm steady telling them, look, this ain't y'all's fault. The kid got it stuck toward the rear end out of it. The guy told me, it's okay. We'll handle it. And they did. They paid every dime of it. Customer, customer had a hundred dollars deductible. He paid his hundred dollars, and they paid the rest. Wow! Of it. And it's one of the best ones I've seen. That's why I told this guy, if you're gonna Don't buy hear one, that very often. If you're gonna buy one, go to this guy in Mountain Home. Call me, and I got the guy's number. I'll give it to you. But I've dealt with them now for about four years, and um, they're just so they don't even send nobody out. I take pictures and send them a picture. Okay, yeah, go ahead and fix it. You know, well, you know. I, I figure the best way to handle, uh, you know, work that needs to be done on a diesel is if you're a person out there is just don't buy a diesel. <laughs> after All right, this, now, Dave, after you talked, you've talked for so long about this that you have made me know that I am never going to buy a diesel truck or car. I had a customer speaking, you know, you know, my little drill when yes. They, and he come in there and strode in there and uh, last Thursday. I had a bad day, didn't have no phones. I'm trying to talk to the phone company. <laughs> I can just so I get up and I walk outside. And me and him standing there talking. And he has a diesel pickup right now, but he's wanting to buy a new one. He's getting ready to retire. And I asked him, I said, Gary, why do you need a diesel pickup? Yeah. But he never could answer me why. He said, well, I just want one. I said, Gary, you I don't understand. It. Keep the one you got. The one you got's the 05 model. Mm-hmm. And the one you're going to buy, you'll it's be. not as good as the 05 you'll be, model. You'll be mad at yourself. <laughs> so he said, well, it needs to set injector. I said, okay, Gary, $3,500, I'll fix it. How much is a new one? And How I much said, is a new pickup? 80000 Yeah, there you go. And so. Do the math. He finally went home, thought about it, called me the next days, and I put the injectors in it Monday. Good. I, you know, I, I tell my wife, she scolds me all the time, Dave. You're losing us money. No, she'll <laughs> tell me, what if they didn't want to hear that kind of answer? Well, well Tracy, if I tell, tell them the truth, if I tell them what they want to hear and what I know in my heart is right, I'm just as guilty as they are because oh, I didn't yeah. tell the man up front, look, you don't need this. Yeah. And I've had them come in there and I, and I point blank ask them, do you need a diesel pickup? If they do. Yeah. I could go buy one, you know, but you know, you know, you know, my spiel about that. Yeah. And, We've and, done it a few times, you know, and I, and I tell her, you know, she, she scolds me. She says, you shouldn't tell them that, that Tracy, I tell them what I want them to know. Yeah. You know, and then that way they can go make their own decision. Diesel pickups, $12,000 more than a gas burner. I'm with you on this. I mean, I really am. I'm, I'm with you. But if what you've talked about, about but if you'd like to buy extended warranty on it, call me. I'll give you the guy's number up and, and I get nothing from the people that I don't, I don't draw not a dime from them. You're not getting a kickback is what you nope. said, but I do do work for them. And they have always been just a, uh, you know, probably in the last four years, Dave, I probably worked with them probably 
10 or 15 times and they've always Honest been people. super nice i mean the guy you call up there and say hey i got a problem okay send me his pictures and i'll take care of it right. now granted customer has to pay the hundred dollars deductible but wow you know, a hundred dollars off thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's, you know, I think man, it's okay. You gotta have it. You're gonna yep. have a deductible no matter what. All right, we gotta come back uh, after we take a break. Let's do that. Let me remind you about Errol Plumbing. You know, Earl, the man behind Errol Plumbing, when he put it together, he did it right. He got the talent that he needed with Master Plumbers. He got himself the warehouse on wheels that they show up in. It's a fully stocked out. Uh, truck that they pull up in and it's got typically everything they need for any kind of normal uh, plumbing problem they're going to run into the toilet or the garbage disposal or, or uh, a plugged uh, line or something like that and then he got all of the uh, technology that he needed to have I mean they can burrow under your house burrow under your parking lot uh, if you're in one of the, uh, older homes around and you got the iron pipes, they can go in and reline those and save you thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on doing that. They're just the people to turn to. Uh, they have saved me thousands of dollars, uh, in my time of using them over the last, still oh, about 16 years. When I need a plumber, I call arrow plumbing, arrowplumbing.net, or just go to Google and hit Arrow plumbing. All right. You've gone through uh, the uh, winter. First day of spring is uh, March the 20th. Doesn't mean that we won't have any cold weather after that. We probably will have a, a break where we get a little cold weather. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be into the 70s. Uh, and then we're going to be back down in the 50s on Friday. Bottom line, uh, Duck, I mean, uh, good time to get ready to change your wipers again and uh, get ready. Uh, come in and see you guys and get your uh you know all your fluids checked and things of that nature get your battery checked get all your fluids checked uh you know just give it a good looking over and then you know you'll be good then to to summertime gets here before you go on vacation yeah it needs to be checked again yeah okay look at the serpentine belt and all the the serpentine belt make sure your air conditioner is is cooling what it's supposed to do and just just look it over good, you know, just make sure everything is there. It needs to be there. I got to do something with my air conditioner. I don't know what it is, but I had some, uh, I was told that we'd have to do something, uh, once it started getting warm again, because, uh, Joe I, said something, but I don't remember yeah, what he I, said. Well, I, I can, if I tell you, you're going to, you're going to know what it is. When I put in the gas tank in the new gas pump into, into the car, mm-hmm. when they were under there, out of the drip hole there was some yellow fluid yeah, coming out yeah it's vap- evaporated core yeah he said that's gonna have to be i couldn't remember if it was evaporator new they put in. yeah and look at that the other thing i gotta get so yeah now that things are that are going wrong with my car are things that you expect yeah to go wrong for instance i've got a window motor or something that's not working correctly here's what i'll tell you is funny about it it won't go up and down it won't go up and down i can't get it if i open the back window and close it then it'll go up and down Open the door, shut it too, and it do the same thing. Why? Why does it do that? Got a bad spot in the motor. Oh, is that all? It, is? And it shakes, it shakes it a little it? bit. Yeah, makes it makes it make so, contact. So remember, Dave, they're having a car show out at the Plasky oh, Motel yeah. at the county line on March thirty first. Uh, they're going to start judging at ten o'clock. You can register your car. I'll talk to Jerry and get us a a, a website uh, where we can do this. He I was, don't know if he sent me anything. I had yet. he ain't sent me nothing. He may have sent it to you, but it's it's sponsored by Bumper to Bumper. Pulaski County Votech, 
uh, and along with the uh, National Street Rod Association, uh, they're the ones putting it on. So, hey, if you're around town, go on out there and visit with them. You'll enjoy yourself because mm. there's some good-looking cars, ain't it, Dave? Yeah, the, you'd be amazed at how great things look uh, as far as uh, these cars that they bring out. I mean, they are spotless. Hey, them people spend many, many hours and dollars, hours, uh, putting that stuff down, you know, and making sure that it is perfect, uh, to, you know, to bring it last year, as you know, as we spoke, we had two of them, it was tied and so happened. One of them was Joe's customer. This was a great story. Go ahead. So I'm me and Joe go back here to look at them cause we always do it. I, I can't. I send my oldest son. I tell him I crawl up under and tell him which one got rust underneath it and which one of them don't have. He come out and said, Dad, neither one of them does. I, it got all the way down to painting, the, counting the chips in the paint <laughs> on the front end. And they're both drive. They drive them every day. Yeah, yeah. It, it got all the way down, and I, and that didn't work out because they both had the same amount of chips in it. I found a run in one. I thought, oh, I got it this time. Well, I found a run in another one, too. And finally, I went and talked to both of them, and they said, just, just pick one. Flip a coin. Yeah, we're we're fine with it. We know what we got, and so we did. And they was both tickled, and turned out just great. Everybody was happy. Yes, uh, and they all lived happily ever after. after. Yes, <laughs> and we're going to be in Conway on June the second. Come on down and see us. We're so. When are they supposed to get the uh, website up? A couple of weeks? I think here in the next day or two they're going to get it up. Okay, as soon as they tell me, I'll tell the listeners so that everybody can get in. Twenty bucks to get in this year. Yep, all monies go to. <laughs> Support the Ronald McDonald House. Duck, we're out of time, brother. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you coming by. I will see you uh, when I get back from Washington, D.C. Have a good day and have a good trip. All right. Carrie Murphy coming up. We'll talk a little bit about guns in the last hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. Final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. As you know, or if you're just tuning in, maybe you don't, there was a school shooting today in Southern Florida and a gunman opened fire. It was a 19-year-old kid, is what we're being told now. He was not a student at the high school. How he got into the high school, we'll have to find out how that happened. How he got into the high school uh, armed, we'll have to find out how that happened. We don't know any of the answers to that yet. Uh, ABC, on their latest uh, posting on this, 
At least 14 victims were taken to hospitals, uh, according to the Broward uh, County Sheriff's Office, though their conditions were not clear. The suspect that was taken into custody off campus and was taken without incident, but the scene is still active, says the SWAT uh, team leader. The suspect slipped out of the school after the shooting by blending in with other students who were trying to escape, according to two law enforcement sources and an eyewitness. The suspect's name is Nicholas Cruz. The sheriff said Cruz is to be is believed to be about 18. That has been now uh, changed to he is 19 and is not a current student. He had attended the school, but it's not clear why he left. Uh, students were seen sprinting out of the school, uh, when it happened. And, uh, the worst part of all of this is, uh, this gunman killed, according to ABC news, at least 15 people. Uh, we've seen, uh, statements of numerous fatalities. That's the first time, uh, that anybody has named a, a uh, number of students or faculty or whomever uh, the, the the fatalities were, but 15 people have lost their lives on on this uh, mass shooting that occurred in uh, in Florida today. Taking a look, I'm trying to kind of looking and seeing how whatever CBS News suspect Nicholas Cruz uh, in custody. Several people, see several people, according to CBS, multiple people injured. Uh, Broward Sheriff's Department saying 14 were transported. So that's, we've got multiple uh, reports of that. The 15, we do not have multiple. CBS News has confirmed that the suspect was identified as Nicholas Cruz, 19. A law enforcement source briefed on the shooting said the suspect appears who have pulled the school fire alarm causing chaos and then started shooting that according to CBS news, senior investigative producer, Pat Milton, the suspect who had quote at one time attended the school, but was no longer enrolled was taken into custody without incident off campus. He didn't know why the suspect left the school and uh, 19 years old is, uh, the age of this person. And again, ABC now is reporting that there were 15 fatalities today, uh, in, in Southern, uh, Florida. So, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you what, just to be honest with you. I keep asking this, this question and I'm not getting any straight answers about it. I don't know if there is a straight answer about it, but what has happened over the last 30, 35 years that kids just walk into schools and decide that they want to kill people. I, I don't understand that. Uh, when I went to school, it wasn't like that. And when I went to school, you know, kids might have their hunting and plinking rifles or even handguns, uh, in the backseat of their cars or up, uh, on a holder in their pickup trucks. Nobody would have ever thought to go out and get their, their firearm and, and walk into the school and start killing kids. Don't value life anymore. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, the way you grow up and stuff you watch on TV and, and video games you play, everything's desensitizing everybody. And in reality shows and, I mean, like, uh, same, abortion maybe? I mean, well, I don't know that a teenager thinks about that in that instance like that, but, um, I mean, there, it, apparently he had been in the Army ROTC or some program. But just because you were in a program, that doesn't mean that you're – I don't like it when they use the word army on there, you know? He no. wasn't in there, so don't put it on the military that they created well, this he was guy. Not a, he didn't go to the, the school any longer. No, he's just he, he's school, messed evidently. up, maybe a, a, a loner that had a lot of problems, obviously had a lot of problems. And uh, his way of acting out, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out more, but I was told, you know, I heard on the news, too, that he also uh, contacted uh, Syria, was YouTube, he was trying to get in touch with uh, Iraq, you know, oh, so, no. yeah, so he's he's not just uh, a kid mad at some students, uh, he's been actually trying to get involved with some uh, resistance and some kind of revolutions overseas. You know, I don't know if it's terrorist. Trying to hook you with terrorists. He's group. trying to. He's been talking to him. He, he was yeah. looking at how to build a bomb. That's why they got the school. That's why they went looking to see if there's that, any. That's why the school's locked explosives. down still and active to make sure there's not a bomb there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a sad day. People do. Um, there's people that have mental issues. And you got to you know, look out. That's for what them. the superintendent said. He said, "What has to happen is that at schools and in, in these other instances of where this has happened, people have to become more vigilant about people showing mental problems and talking to their HR people or whatever and and reporting it." Well, you know, in school, you hear all the time about kids that are bullied. I, was, I knew some when I was in school. But I got bullied. When I, I, was I got in some bullied some too, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, how did I fix it? I went and joined the Marine Corps. And I get I don't get bullied <laughs> anymore. So, I mean, it, everybody handles a different method, but that bullies always happen. But you see that some kids they react and and um, get more introvert and and then they want to act out. And you see that. I just really think that uh, growing up. Like you said, when we wanted, when we were mad, we we went outside and we fought. You know, we I meet me at three o'clock after school, and you we're know going where. to bust out. Didn't have to say where. He just said, "You know where." Everybody knew where where was. Yep. You we, know, meet me down there at three o'clock, three thirty. We're meeting the there. School, half the school show up, yep. and watch somebody stand, get beat up, standing signed in a circle <laughs> while you went out there and did your best. Yeah, and that was it. You know, whether it was a stupid argument or not. I mean, and. and uh, I, you know, I don't want to promote that kind of stuff. I'm just saying that's what it used to be. That's how we settled it back in the but day. But now, I, fisticuffs. You know, and you can't, I don't think you can blame it all on like video games. But if you're all day playing that and you're blowing people's heads off and everything else, you just desensitize yourself. You think, ah, it's, you know, it's just, you don't, maybe you're not thinking about it until after the moment. You know, you're just all hyped up and mad at the world and uh and then afterwards maybe they think i can't believe you know maybe it it hits them i don't know i forget that marine colonel's name that wrote a book about that and said and he 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 said we'd see more of this because kids are getting desensitized by going in and and playing those video games first person shooter games well that's what well you know and i and maybe this is a good time to talk about it but that's what the the gun show that we have this weekend is put on by the Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Club. Yeah. All right. 
the been around for club. a long time. Right, since 1955. And they're a nonprofit, NRA affiliated, but their whole purpose is to get youth involved in shooting sports and to support NRA and benefits and gun education. Mm-hmm. So when you take a kid and your dad, you're going out. I used to go hunt with my dad when I was, I think the earliest I went was seven, six or seven. He'd take me. And um, when you, when you go out there and you're learning, your dad's teaching you, you make memories with your parents or you're, you know, you're, uh, who's taking you. Yeah. You learn to be respectful of the gun. You learn to be that it's dangerous and where to point it. I mean, they teach you just gun safety and then you mm-hmm. take your gun education course or, and you have more respect for it. And, but you've got to have respect for human life. You, you, you just can't. And maybe it's when we were growing up in church too, you know? If you can't respect yourself, how are you going to respect others? Well, here, here's a good one for you, Carrie. Uh, what was the first thing your dad said to you about a gun? What's the first thing he said? After he said it's not a toy, what did he say then? Don't point it at anybody. Thank you. Don't, don't, uh, whether it's loaded or unloaded, don't point don't it at point anybody. Don't anybody. Don't shoot your foot off and uh <laughs> and keep it on safety until you see that deer you yeah, know and then when you see it you can take it off safe but do not point it to anybody right. and make sure it is a person don't just shoot in the bushes you've got to see what it is see they taught you that human life is valuable by by giving that first instruction mm-hmm. you know I, these kids don't get that kind of stuff uh, even in the military people. some do even in not the military everybody doesn't when you when you train you have, they used to give us the red stoppers, you know, on the end, you put yeah, them on the oh, end yeah. of your rifles so everybody knew, but then you had the blanks and stuff. And, uh, so you train with that, but you still, you never, if empty unload, I mean, it doesn't matter that, that rifle better not point at anybody. Even if it's in the barracks and you're pulling it out, you don't point at anybody. You're always aware of where the muzzle is. I saw a TI one time whack a guy right in his helmet on the firing line because he stood up and he got got uh, a, a round hung up and he stood up he says i got a problem here and he's like looking around and he's like swinging the gun and this guy and i walked up just whacked him with the butt of a rifle right in the helmet knocked him to his knees he dropped the rifle he said don't you be doing that boy well he actually <laughs> yeah. got him in the helmet yeah, he hit him I'm in the helmet. I'm surprised he didn't go for bare head. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he hit him in the helmet. I mean, he about knocked the guy into tomorrow. We were um, we were overseas in the uh, right before the war, and uh, um, people we were still training, and uh, we were at Camp Lejeune, and somebody had the rifle, and you know when we got called back up, people that hadn't been training and drilling got called up, so yeah, they might have been out a year, and they were coming back. Sure. Well, they had a nonchalant attitude. They were still getting ready. They were still going to be in the same fight I was. Yeah, but they, I've done they were, this before. They were not. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. they were yeah, not. Sure. Muzzle awareness was not in their repertoire. Yeah, and uh, so we had a few words, and I gave them <laughs> one warning, and uh, there was there was no more second warning when it happened again because I was not going to be on the line in a five ton with the loaded rounds and this guy swinging his rifle around and it coming at me again. Yeah, it, it just absolutely you've got to have awareness and but you know that it's the person it's not it's just like a car yep. it's just a, a you know mechanical instrument and it's the person driving the car whether he's going to run up on the sidewalk and run over people or the person behind the gun whether he's going to start shooting and, and aiming and 
that's why you got to protect yourself. But in this day and time, it's getting worse. You've got to, I believe, have some kind of um, firearm uh, or a taser if you want to. You know, if you're not comfortable with that, spray and go go take you concealed carry. You know, go shooting at the range. You can't just buy one and know how no. to use it. You have to go shoot it at the range. Have somebody instruct you. They'll teach you. They don't expect everybody to know everything. But you get one because nowadays in time, uh, especially gun-free zones uh, or any time around there, you, you've you got to watch out for your family and protect yourself. All right. Remember what Ed Monk has always said on my show. He has always made this statement. Until somebody shows up with a gun for the person who has the gun, every 10 seconds somebody's getting shot. Yeah. Probably somebody's dying. Yep. I mean, they said that the SWAT folks got there within 10 minutes. Take 10 minutes times 10. I mean, there's, How many people might have got shot? Well, I mean, a lot of the school systems in Saline County, they got a, we have officers on there, duty right. that's right there. We have an office resource officer. And they train all the time and they practice all the time. You just You just never know when that one kid may slip through the crack and something happens. So you have to be prepared. Yeah, and uh, but you know it's on a you know it's a sad note, and the prayers or thoughts are are with them and the families. Um, there's nothing that parents could do. I, there's no way you could have that feeling of knowing that you sent your child to school and couldn't protect them. You know, and well, here, here's uh, the I, key. I mean, I know that the the fatalities, the parents of the, of the children that were killed or the adults that were killed, they feel terrible. I will lay you you know, bottom dollar that the people who are the parents of this kid who did the shooting feel worse than everybody. Yeah. They feel, I mean, they feel, they should feel a little bit responsible. He's still a kid. Yeah. I mean, I I know that you don't have, you can't take all responsibility, but. uh, Well, you're going to wonder, I don't care who you you are. You always wonder how how were they raised? What happened? And, And it may be that they just turned out, evil you know they're out of the house they just that happens or they got on drugs yeah you know maybe this guy when they find out he's got stuff in his system and he's you know made bad choices and he's just gone off the deep end i just you know um but when it comes down to it that's what i really think that taking the youth and uh supporting them uh teaching them the right uh, on the firearms the safety issues and that's what the the gun club, Arkansas Gun Club, and the gun show this weekend goes to support is gun education, NRA, and, and the youth shooting sports. And, All right. Kerry Murphy is with us, and uh, he's going to be with us for the hour. So we're going to talk to him about the gun show coming up here in just a moment. I want to remind you about Safari Pets, 808 West Main and Cabot, the largest independent pet store in Arkansas. They have everything you need for taking care of your pet or your pets, whether it's a dog, a cat, a bearded lizard, uh, you know, tr- some kind of exotic bird or even a tarantula. They can help you out with everything you need uh, for that pet uh, at your home. Don't forget, coming up in March on the 1st at 530 till 7 o'clock over at the, uh, well, we've got M- uh, Magnus Creek Elementary School. They're going to have a science night where they come in from Safari Pets, Jason and, and John, and they're going to talk about pet nutrition with those kids that night and then uh, circle on your calendar the 14th of March because that's time for the big annual anniversary sale that they have every year at Safari Pets and you can save big big money during their anniversary sale 
lots and lots and lots and lots of sales and discounts. That all happens. Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot. Their phone number, by the way, 628-0067, safari-pet.com. Alert, let's take you live to a news conference in South Florida where uh, Sheriff Scott Israel of the Broward County Sheriff's Office is briefing the media. And countless local uh uh, public safety entities. I want to thank everyone from public safety from the bottom of my heart for your efforts out here today. Um, the FBI and uh, the Broward Sheriff's Office will be doing the crime scene investigation and the uh, follow-up to this horrific, horrific incident. As I said before, this incident it may, it truly makes me sick to my stomach. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's horrible. It's catastrophic. And the, um, there was saddened to say that uh, 17 people lost their lives. Uh, 12 people within the building, um, two people just outside the building, one person out on Pine Island Road, and two people lost their lives uh, in the hospital. There are people that are still undergoing surgery, and um, just pray for this city, pray for this school, the parents, the, 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 the folks that lost their lives. It's a horrific, horrific day. Um, as I said before, my, my triplets attend, graduated from Stone Douglas High School, and uh, uh, it's just horrible, absolutely horrible. And uh, we will, uh, we, we continually ask you in the media to continually put out the message. If you see something, say something. If anybody has any indicator that someone's going through a behavioral change or on their social media that there are disturbing photos, perhaps bombs or firearms or uh, just, you know, videos or pictures that are, are, are just not right, that there's something, please make sure law enforcement knows about it. Uh, we're already, you can follow us on Twitter. We're going to put out numbers where people can, uh, can possibly call and what have you. Sheriff Phil Keating, Fox News. Uh, are all of the victims, uh, all of the uh, wounded and fatalities students, or is it a mixture of students and teachers? And can you give anything on motive at this point? We don't know. Excuse me, if you're going to report, can you move back? Because I keep hearing you. Can you go back there and do that, though? It's, it's very distracting. Could you get back to whether they're students, teachers, a mixture of both? A mixture. I don't know if there are any teachers, but uh, there will be, uh, you know, there's certainly students and uh, certainly adults. You said you were hoping that people would come forward and, and whenever there are signs. Were there any signs that you know? I believe there will be one. So our investigators, have, uh, that's a great question. Our investigators have certainly uh, began uh, dissecting social media and looking at the website and the uh, uh, Nicholas, I think we spell his name, N-I-K-O-L-A-S, Cruz, was the killer. Uh, he is in custody, and we've already begin to, uh, began to dissect his websites and the things that social media that he was on, and some of the things that have come to mind are very, very disturbing. Does he have okay. wounds, can injuries? What can you tell us about him? We understand he may be a former student. He's 19 years old. Uh, he was born in 1998 in September. He was a former student of Douglas High School. Uh, he got expelled for disciplinary reasons. I don't know the specifics. Uh, I think he might have surfaced at Taravella High School. We're still trying to confirm that. 
Uh, and this morning when he woke up, whether he was a student or not, I don't know. Did he, uh, can you speak to the number of weapons either had and whether or not we heard that a fire alarm was pulled off? Was that in anticipation of the shooting taking place? I don't know anything about the firearm at this point. It, uh, he had uh, countless magazines, uh, multiple magazines, and at this point, we believe he had one AR-15 rifle. I don't know if he had a second weapon. Right now. Can you speak to the, the fire alarm that was pulled? Do you know I know nothing about it. Did he say anything uh, when he was apprehended and he was taken to Broward Health North? What were his injuries and how did he get him? Yeah, he's, I think he's left Broward General North. I don't think his injuries were anything significant. I believe he's unroute or has arrived at the public safety building. The investigation will continue. I will keep Broward County informed. Uh, anything that we uncover, anything that's important in part uh, to the media, you know, uh, we will. I know it's going to be a long night for uh, a long night for all of us, but uh, you know, on behalf of my family and BSO family, just continue, please, to pray for these victims and these families. And uh, we'll give you a briefing the next time a, there's something. Do you, have time, do, you quick, do you have a quick timeline from when the first shot was fired in the first law enforcement shooting? No. Can you go over the number of fatalities and the victims again? All right, we're going to break away from the uh, press conference now. You've heard all of the the pertinent information. The same questions are being asked different ways over and over again. Uh, we do know this. They've got the shooter in uh, custody. They've uh, transported him to where he's going to be incarcerated. Uh, 17 people are dead. Uh, he did not know how many were adults, how many were students. That that was not the information that they had. Uh, there was the information that they thought that the shooter pulled a, the fire alarm, and as the students came out of their classrooms, he opened the fire. Now they're not sure exactly uh, if that happened or not. Uh, the uh, sheriff said he didn't know. A lot of things they don't know. He said it would be a long night. They've got a long investigation ahead of them, and he will let everybody know as they know. So with that said, let's take a break. And don't forget about Lewis Family Beef. If you want some great-tasting steaks or roasts or just hamburger, you need to call Lewis Family Beef. They sell beef on the quarter, on the half, or a whole cow. And uh, the packing house will give you a call, ask you how you want those steaks cut up, ask you how much you want to be ground uh, beef for yourself, uh, how many you want, how many roasts do you want, all of that. Uh, once they've gotten all of that cut and packaged up, they'll call Lewis Family Beef, and they will deliver it to your home absolutely free. Remember what Lewis Family Beef, uh, they don't uh, sell any of their cows that they've used antibiotics on or that they have shot any kind of additional hormones into uh, to help uh, them get bigger. They don't do that at Lewis Family Beef. Uh, their uh, beef is clean, and you know it's clean beef for your family. Uh, give them a call. That's Cody or Sarah Lewis, 501-514-1494, 501-514-1494, or just go to Facebook, facebook.com slash lewis family beef that's lewis family beef they're going to be on hopefully next week we're going to sit and talk to them a little bit again about uh, their business and how they got into it why they got into it and why they raise their cattle the way they do because all of their cattle have been born and raised on their ranch out in greenbrier all right carrie murphy's here we've been talking about the uh, arkansas gun and cartridge uh, collectors club a uh, gun show coming up on this weekend, February 17th and 18th. It'll be out at the fairgrounds. 
Saturday, 9 to 5. Sunday, 9 to 4. Admission is $10. Age 12 and under is free. There's a $2 discount for military with an active duty or a retired ID card. $2 discount for police with a current ID card or badge. Brought to you by the Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Collectors Club, which is a nonprofit that helps youth shooting sports and gun education. So uh, we're sitting here talking with Kerry, and he was telling me during uh, the break that we took uh, for that press conference that you guys are going to have some pretty cool static displays out there. Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, the difference with the gun, the collector's club is uh, people have their, they bring out stuff out of the safes and things they have in the house that's their their personal collection. It's not for sale, but they display it. So right. you'll see stuff like uh, one guy is going to have all the uh, machine guns from World War II. Any type that's used both sides, he's got uh, Tommy display. guns. Yeah, he's got Tommy guns, and they're all, he's got stuff that I didn't even heard of. Better he's known as have, a grease gun. Yeah, he's got grease guns too. He's got that, and uh, they're working condition. He's fixed. Wow. Yeah, no, they're working. They're not just a rust piece of rust. It's right. a working gun. And then um, we've got a guy that's got Civil War displays with swords and stuff, uh, and just different ones. There's uh, they're spread out throughout there, and of course you can find anything you want to from uh, military M1 Grands to uh colts you know if you had one back in uh nam and you want you know pick up one that's a 1911 model used to have and you know memorable stuff you ever shot you ever shot an m1 grand Mm -hmm. dude that's got that's got to be the sweetest recoil of any gun i've ever fired you don't it just rolls with you but uh there we've got uh knives custom made and the the kind you buy you know damascus steel all that's going to be there uh, we also they'll uh, have ammo and reloading supplies uh, and a lot of other stuff in between tasers you know there's uh, outdoor equipment so it's going to be a fun time it's family friendly we love to have the kids love going around seeing that stuff picking it up dads oh. can make a lot of memories with the sons and stuff coming out and but you can talk about a lot of history and things like that oh yeah and the guys kind of out there at the club they have so much knowledge. I mean, the members and they have, and you, I, you, I try to soak it up, but I can't think. Remember, I mean, they can tell you uh, everything about the first aid kits or the, you know, Smith and Wesson or what this one has or what, you know, this war or this is where, you know, the military, this uniforms, uh, this uniform was in this, this uniform, this helmet's a German helmet, this is an airborne <laughs> helmet. I mean, there's so much knowledge and, and, uh, and they're getting older. You know, well, yeah. they're, they're the people that have that knowledge and, and, and it needs to be passed down. And we need younger members coming into the club because when they have the club meetings, uh, they have a, uh, a, uh, somebody gets up there and does a presentation over a certain guns or, uh, or uh, one of their collections. So you learn it's education even at our meetings. So it's a lot of. It's a lot to learn. There's no way I can, you know, it'll take me years. I'm not ever going to be to where the level they are. Yeah, well, I want just people to understand that this is not just going out and people showing a bunch of guns that you buy. That's that's not what this is. There's a lot of history and things of that nature that would be on display as well. And they love to tell people the story. They, 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 you know, the patches, and they'll talk to the kids and tell them and get them, you know, there's, uh, you'll learn something. Just ask the guys, you know. Hey, what's that? Hey, what does that shoot? You know, you may not know where, where, where do you load it at, you know? And they love, they'll tell you all about it, tell you what war it was in, how they found it, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's, uh, educational and fun. 
and uh if you want to get a good deal there's good deals out there and uh, we want to come out you know saturday sunday uh like i said it's ten dollars for adults 12 and under is free we give two dollar discount for military and police um it's uh you know and, and we go it all goes back to shooting you know for youth and gun education and shooting sports and uh you know i know it's a sad day to talk about that stuff but this kind of stuff early on can make a difference in the life and maybe change so we don't have so much of what happened today yeah unbelievable what happened today it it it, like i said when we started off we started talking about this i have no idea why somebody would walk in someplace and do that uh here's what i do know is that no matter what kind of laws you pass it will not stop that uh, there, there's something going on that I can't put my finger on it. Police can't put their finger on it. Uh, mental health professionals can't put their finger on it. it uh, I don't know if it's just uh, the constant breakdown of the uh, of our society because we've seen that happening over the last 20, 30 years that's causing this, Harry, but it's not guns. Look, this guy could have very easily set off the fire alarms run back out to the parking lot if he had a car, started it up, and his kids came out, ran him over. He looked up how to make a bomb. Yes. He could have made a bomb, set the fire off on, and then blew up the hallway. Kind I mean, of did know, what Klebo and what it, they he did would have. In, in other words, I guess what I'm saying is evil will find a way. Yes, it will. And, it's true. And, and, and if he doesn't have one way, he'll find another, whether it's, like you said, a, a vehicle or a knife or hit, make a bomb. Mm-hmm. And... and you can't you just have to watch be on the lookout and and you know i i mean you know get 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 your kids go to go to church you know start learning that there's value in life absolutely uh, i'm pro life you know uh but, choose life and yep. i just um but there's uh, we can make it better we just, we don't have to accept it as the norm no no. Um, so you got to strive to make it better and, and improve ourselves and watch your, watch your back and be prepared and, and, and have uh, security, have your, um, well, that's you know, something we're going to be interested in hearing is, did they have a, you know, police resource officer on that campus be interested to find out if that was the case? Um, I would have thought they would already mention it, you know, that he I hadn't heard him say it. They came I in and said it. Yeah, they came. Uh, yeah. And you know, look, it was a SWAT. School districts, it costs money to do that, you know. Yeah. And, and with the city, I'm with the city of Benton, and, and we have them in Saline and in Benton, and, and uh, we help them with, you know, we subsidize some stuff, but it costs money, and you have to have it. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how their school district is where this happened, but. Um, that's the sad truth. It, sometimes it comes down, and, and now I'm not saying they can't reallocate where they spend That's their right. money. Um, everybody has some excess, but it's going to come to the point where you have to have one in every and it, and, it, and it, campuses are big. Just because you have one doesn't mean that some well, destruction you saw how can't big happen. Place this was yeah, thirty two hundred students. Yeah, you, you the, he could be on the other side of campus that the security officer. Now I know in Little Rock when I used to go into the schools here in the last two three years ago. They'd have security at every exit sitting there, whether it was uh, armed or not. They'd have on-duty, uh, active-duty officers, a man and a woman, in the school with the squad cars out front, and they'd have metal detectors. I mean, I was going to Hall and Parkview, all these others, and McClellan. And I, it, I mean, it. I didn't grow up that way going to school. Mm-hmm. 
I, like you said, I had a rack in the back of my pickup, and I had a shotgun and a twenty-two. Yeah. Because right when school was over, we hit the woods, went squirrel hunting or something. You know, it was just never even thought twice about it. Nope, I agree. We got to get a break in, final break for this hour. Kerry's going to come back. We'll be with him for about another fourteen minutes. We'll run over all of this that you need to know about uh, the uh, Arkansas uh, Gun and Cartridge Collectors Club. Little Rock Gun and Knife Show that's happening this weekend. Stay tuned. We're going to give you all that information. Uh, Horton's Orthotic and Prosthetics. want to remind you it's family-owned business, and uh, their number one priority is making sure that, uh, for instance, mobility-wise, if you need a prosthetic because you lost a leg or whatever, they're going to, to work as hard as they can with you to get you the uh, amount of mobility that you can get. Uh, maybe you lost part of a foot. They'll help you with an orthotic that goes in your shoes so that you can get around and walk. If you're a woman, you've lost uh, breasts. Uh, you've had to have them removed because you had breast cancer. They can help you with prosthetics as well. All you need to do, give them a call, 501-663-2908. That's 501-663-2908. Uh, their location is at 5220 West 12th Street in little rock they've got some satellite locations as well i know they got one in bryant they got one out in searcy i know they also have one out in fort smith but i think they have a few more around to find out where they're at call 501-663-2908 and let gary and mike and chris and tanya all help you out at horton's orthotics and prosthetics all right don't forget about uh, our good folks at juris law group and they will help you if you are a wartime veteran uh, to see if you are uh, good for getting in on the aid and attendance uh, special pension. Uh, if you are, if you're a veteran and you've got a spouse, that can mean as much as $25,000 to you where you can get in-home care, independent living uh, expenses paid for, assisted living, nursing home care, uh, if you're a, a son or a daughter uh, and it's your parent or maybe it's a grandparent uh, and you'd like to help them out with this, this is a, a great way that you can do this because it's something that every veteran that served during wartime uh, should be able to get. But like most government programs, they'll run you around in the circles before you get it. And that's where uh, Kimbrough Stevens comes in. He's a lawyer. He handles this stuff. He's willing to give you a no-risk consultation at no cost. You'll know you can get into this program by working with Kimbrough Stevens. Again, military service rules, served 90 consecutive days on active military duty, served at least one day during wartime, received a better than dishonorable discharge. If you're a World War II vet, a Korean vet, or a Vietnam vet, and you qualify medically, uh, you can get aid and attendance, and it really can change your life as far as the amount of money uh, that you can get. All right, Kerry Murphy is our guest. He's sitting right across from me. they got the uh, Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Collectors Club uh, coming up. Uh, that's happening this weekend. But tonight, guys, let me warn you one more time. I warned you earlier in the show. I warned you here before I, I wrap it up today. Do not screw this up today. <laughs> you take you take your special person out and uh, 
if you're going out to dinner, know you're going to be waiting a while, all right? Because if you didn't make a reservation by now, you'll be waiting wherever you go to eat. Or, hey, if, you, if you're uh, a single guy and uh, you get a single gal or whatever, go out and take get take home and, uh, you know, serve it nice with some candlelight and things of that nature. That way you don't have to stand, sit in line a long time. I, Razorbacks played last night, so you don't have to worry about it. Bottom line is, don't forget, it is Valentine's Day. Have you called your wife yet, Carrie, and wished uh, you a happy Valentine's I Day? I did earlier, but I wanted to tell it on the air that, honey, I love you. Ah. And, and it's been a long time. I actually proposed on Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it's a special day, and uh, she said, don't buy me any flowers. You know, they'll just die, you know. So I know how that goes. But Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. But I wanted to let her know that I love her. You've been and married long enough. Long, long enough, that, right? yeah, long enough. <laughs> I just want to let you know, happy Valentine's Day, honey, uh, and I love you very much. Yeah, that's the key. They'll tell you they don't want flowers, but they sure won't turn them mm. down. <laughs> and I'm here, and and, and I love, love you. Thanks for letting me come on the air and talk about guns and the gun show. Why it's Valentine's Day instead of being in line to get something to eat. Yeah, boy, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I I made that mistake too many years ago of of uh, showing up on Valentine's Day at a fairly nice restaurant, and three hours later, I finally got seated. Mm. Woo. It was it was not what you call a special night of dining. <laughs> no, but you try, you know. But, yeah, it but doesn't have to be. She gave me credit for trying. All right, I'm I'm lucky in that well, way. Well, uh, I mean, I'm 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 not where I wanted to be by this time today, you know. But I have my things planned. All right. Oh, good for you. All right. So tell me about again. We've got a few moments left here. It's the um, Arkansas Gunning Cartridge weekend. Club. It's the oldest show uh, since 1955 in Arkansas. Okay. It, was one of the, it was the first. And it's the largest. And so you 350 to 400 tables there every time. Wow. And it's NRA affiliated. It's a nonprofit that helps youth shooting sports and gun education and donates to uh, some of the NRA causes. Uh, it's this Saturday from 9 to 5 and Sunday from 9 to 4. Uh, adults, it's, the mission is uh, $10 and age 12 and under is free. Uh, military, uh, retired, or active duty ID, you get $2 off. And the police, you get $2 off too. So we uh, we believe in supporting our military and the you know men in blue. Do you do you set this up since it's out at fairgrounds? Is it basically in the hall of industry? Yep. Okay. You come in, it's free parking. We okay. we pay for all that, so you get free parking. You just come on in the door, and uh, and if you have a firearm, you can bring it. We uh, buy people buy, sell, and trade, so you bring it. We uh, make sure it's unloaded. We zip tie it safe, and you come in. You walk through the show, and you can trade it for something else, or if you want to get a scope for it or a holster, you know we'll have that kind of stuff there and bring it in. And then when you leave, we give you your uh, magazine back and your rounds, and you go back to your car. Right. And we have security there. There's, uh, you know, police on, on and staff and, um, you know, the fairgrounds. It's safe. We've got people in the parking lot there. So there's no, you know, it's a, it's downtown at the fairgrounds, but it is a safe environment. Okay. And with that all said now, 
one last time, tell them about a lot of these static displays you're going to have. You're going to have um, uh, people are going to bring collections that's display only, not for sale. Right. But when guys bring in um, a really nice display with the, with the book that shows them of uh, World War II machine guns, oh. grease guns, Tommy guns, all that like stuff. I like to see that. And, uh, and they're working. Uh, and then, uh, you can't shoot them. No, no, you can't even <laughs> buy them unless you have a, you a just class look at three them. license. Yeah. So, and then there's a civil war display, uh, with swords and stuff from different civil war union. And, uh, so, you know, and there's others with, uh, Smith and West and other different ones they're going to bring. I don't know all of them they're going to bring, but they'll have military displays and it, it's just going to be a lot of neat stuff that you don't see at every gun show. It's different. So key is if you're, uh, you got kids guys, they'd really find this interesting. Oh yeah. Looking at helmets and all that other kind of stuff. And hearing guns. stories from the guys oh, yeah, they'll tell during you. those times. A lot of military guys are there. I mean, they, they're the ones who collect them, you know? And, uh, so you'll find that there's a ton of, I mean, Marines, Army, Air Force, it's all, all around and, uh, everywhere, everybody's, you know, friendly, uh, at the show and I'll help you and explain to you what they got uh if they're not friendly we don't have them back you know you got to be friendly to everybody and we, and we treat everybody with respect and uh, and they have a good time and all right it's coming up this weekend the 17th and 18th at the state fairgrounds this is the arkansas gun and cartridge collectors club little rock gun and knife show saturday nine to five sunday nine to four admission is ten dollars if your uh, child is 12 or under, they're free. $2 discount for military. you got to have an active duty or a retired ID card. $2 discount for police with a current ID card or a badge. Thanks for coming by, Kerry. It's always a pleasure. Well, I appreciate you having me, and um, um, we look forward to come out to the show and have a great time. Who else on the radio talks guns more than I do? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody, because we believe in the Second Amendment here. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. All right, tomorrow I am off. I'm taking a sick day. I got to get a couple teeth taken out. It's my birthday as well. What a great birthday present. I have two teeth pulled on the on your birthday. Uh, Friday, I'm off, uh, taking a day off because we're off on Monday. It's President's Day, and Salem gives us President Day off, so Russ and I will not be sitting in uh, the studios on that day. We'll be back on Tuesday. Then we'll be off on Wednesday because we're flying to D.C. And then Thursday and Friday we'll broadcast from uh, CPAC in Washington, D.C. I will see you again Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.